Hey, uh, well, first of all, I like to say, and I ask people gonna find me. Cause I want to be a part of this fucking dumb wannabe tennis tour. You know, I think they got their his testicles so far up their mouths that this is bullshit. You know. I'm not thinking about that right now. I'm just thinking about having won the world title and and hopefully trying to win another one someday. You just drop in and just smack the pull back, drop down, say bah. Well, I'll tell you, Stu, I did travel some humongous ways. Oh, that looks good, Not bad. Ain't that swell with Jed and Vaughn. Oh, those guys are back! <laughs> Get a haircut. Yes, shredheads, waxheads, kooks and barnies. Welcome to Ain't That Swell, the radio show, and now TV show dedicated to cutting fucking sick. I'm your host, the two-time Gold Cone Peace Award-winning surf journalist, Scum Valley's finest, the punch-drunk pikey, the sultan of psilocybin, the maestro of micro-dosing I'm joined here, as always, by my loyal co-host and friend, frontman of the Goons of Doom, former editor of Surfing World Magazine, Waves Magazine, Tracks Magazine, Vaughn Corn Deadly. Vaughn, welcome to the program. Nice to see you, Smithy. Good to be back. Good to mm. be back. I'd like mm. to apologise in advance to uh, all the Swellians who have been wondering where our weekly episode drop has been. But uh, mm. Mm. <clears throat> I've been in the chamber of, of darkness, my friend. Oh, wow. What's, uh, mm. what's transpired? Uh, nothing too bad. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm just not, that's not COVID either, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I've been, uh, be a no, I've been in the editing suite working on this new uh, search clip that's going to drop in the next matter of weeks, I think. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Did a little uh, journey to nowhere in particular, and uh, we got that thing dropping pretty soon, so stay tuned. Great. And uh, what's caught your eye, funky dude? <laughs> um, gee whiz, mate. I mean, we are in the middle of probably the best Australian winter in years. I cannot believe it. That's been mm. probably the most exciting thing, just how many people are getting full-blown just rinsed corn out there mm. is outrageous. Mm. It is a cone off of epic proportions. Uh, I'm glad that we uh, have some special guests in to help talk about those sessions, mate, because uh, it has been just relentless. I can't believe how much swell there's been. That's right, Vaughn. Madness. That's right. On today's program, we have one of the chorus lords to ever sack up and pack a romper. He's the king of the cone. He's snapped snapper. He's the pied piper of pipeline. He's the crucifix at the end of the road. A helmet wearing mad man of the highest order. Please welcome to Ain't That Swell, the big, the big O. Yeah, come to me. Boys, how are we? Good, how man. Are oh, excellent. Feeling a little bit uh, like we've got my dome on, feeling protected. Mm. It's a safe place. It's a safe place here. You'll need it. <laughs> and of course, uh, previous guest host, Connor O'Leary, Cronulla's finest. <laughs> Fresh off blowing out our local with a monstro cone. Well played. How was that thing? Talk us yeah, through it. Just blowing it out, telling everyone to come down and enjoy it. <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah, it was it was a random one, but um, there were good waves all morning and 
locked in a couple before it went southerly. Last time you were on the show, we were pretty baffled by the, I think we'd had consecutive swells. There'd been two, I think, by that stage. Now there's been 40. Uh, are you guys, how's the tunnel vision going? Are you, are you, have you added a gut full of it yet? Or are you just waking up every morning, checking the charts and going, yes, please, mama, likey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had a gut full of rights. <laughs> Spoken like a true kid. Mm, mm. I'm ready to go left, eh? Yeah. And some reefs too. Oh, but true. Real ready for that. Yeah. But uh, we've been spoiled as far as just like non-stop waves. Not like I was saying, Connor just the other day. I was like, I can't paddle anymore. I'm, mm. I'm done. Mm. <laughs> Give me a reef. Let me sit still and get slabbed. <laughs> you were complaining about that last time you were on the show too, Connor. You were like, I'm sick of chasing grains of sand around. I just want some rocks. <laughs> yeah, I just want to know somewhere that's going to be consistently good and, you know, on a certain mm. swell and a certain wind. But no, it's we've kind of been waiting for the flat days so we don't have to surf for a bit because it's just been nonstop for like, you know, since March or whatever. So, mm, And what's the goal? Are we like uh, cordoned off to New South Wales or can we get over to West Oz or South Oz at the moment? Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, can you? I, I mean, so. surely you can get some kind of work pass. Oh, I'd love to, but I haven't tried. I've mm. just been, I've just been surfing up here and shooting down to the south coast here and there of of uh, New South. So, I've been at least kind of getting getting a few like getting a little slab fix, mm. but nothing kind of mm. like West Oz and. Kind nah, of it's all poultry fuels in it. Oh, just <laughs> you're not getting any of the big tombs. You need the big tombs to. Yeah, let me live a bit, you know. Let him live! Let the man live! (laughs) Have you guys, uh, like, I know that there are, you know, uh, in a a south swell in particular, there's there's a a couple of cheeky slabs uh, within driving distance, let's just say that. Mm. Uh, Have you guys had a taste of that that wave? Let's say, first of all, the one to the south and then uh, maybe one that's a little bit further out to sea up north. Ringing any bells? (laughs) (laughs) Nah. Nah. Okay. Secret. Top secret, no, all right. Well, uh, that's no. not our go. That's not our go to blow spots open, Smithy. No, where'd you pick that but, up on a, Q- oh, no, a just, QAnon thread? I saw it on Owen's Instagram, mate. He's blown it open. Nah. <laughs> nah, nah, there's definitely some spots. And I have, I've been just watching them. And I snuck up to one over the border um, a few weeks ago and jumped on the back of a jet ski up. Um, it's a pretty, pretty well-known spot. I'll just say it. No, 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 no. Oh. We'll keep it on the down, mate. <laughs> I didn't say it, but we'll bleep it out. But... Uh, Mate, you're already in the bad books around Lennox. Don't worry. Don't start blowing out other people's spots. We should see how much I blew out the jet ski I was riding. <laughs> I almost went over the falls and did a DH. Really? Yeah. Where? Oh, you were, you were uh, the pilot for a I bit, I was the you? pilot for a little bit too, yeah. But I won't be piloting again, I don't think. Mm. Hey, uh, quick question, lads. Uh, the, the Australian Grand Slam. Uh, we, we've heard a few changes from the WSL. I guess the first thing uh, that's worth talking about is... Um, no tour for 2020. Everyone saw that coming. But what about these Grand Slam events with everything that's happening? I mean, they might not even get off the ground now. You heard anything? No. Well, we were just chatting it on the, about it on the way here. I mean, they just closed the Queensland borders today. So who knows when they'll reopen. And we're supposed to have that event at South Strati. And, yeah, I guess it's just all up in the air. And same with West Oz. I mean, I think they've got their borders closed as well. So. Oh, come on. There's like six people in that state. <laughs> yeah. What are they so paranoid about? <laughs> I mean, Queensland had one case and they're like, no, nah, we're going to shut the borders. Ah, like, oh, right. uh, yeah. yeah. Mm. I guess that's just all up in the air now. It, it kind of opens the door for some kind of, uh, you know, state-based, uh, you know, mate versus mate 
state of origin surf off. I mean, if it continues like this, we don't know how long it's going to continue for. It could be years like this, Spawn. Locked down for years. Well, just the years. way that the COVID has fed into the localism, I don't know how anyone's going to be allowed to go to any beach pretty soon. <laughs> it's been hectic, mate. I mean, how have you guys found it? You're both blow-ins to this region. <laughs> have you been given any green cards? Are you, are you, do you get the nod of approval from the likes when you paddle out or are they just like, fuck, I can't believe I'm still looking at Connor O'Leary's head out here. <laughs> What's going on? Mate, I can't catch away with the point, that's for sure. Mm. But, <laughs> nah. nah, I'm still from Cronulla. I yeah. actually changed my driver's license and now it says I'm from Lennox Head, but it doesn't, in the nick give, of time, doesn't give me any more mm. waves. I've got yeah, a sticker sure. on mine. So I've, I've just been totally crossed off from the locals. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah well, there you go. I, yeah. I, I had a feeling that, or I heard Smithy that the Shire was actually trying to become a separatist country. Mm. Uh, you know, <laughs> separate itself completely from Australia. And in which case, you would have been a, a walk-up star for the Olympic team. Yeah, 100%. We would have been a good move. Mm. Yeah. Oh, back just, inside. Does that mean ScoMo can't leave as well? No, oh, yeah, you still get great. Stay in your shitty little hole, Scamo. <laughs> but uh, I'm interested to know, like, if we did go down that kind of state versus state regional surf route, um, you know, because I imagine you'd basically the cream would rise to the top from each state, and then we'd be able to have you know state based competitions. You know, at least five surfers they'd let them across the border. Who'd win? You reckon? Who'd get up? Who'd be the the greatest state in this uh, six state nation of ours? Jeez, I reckon it'd be pretty close. Like New South and Queensland. You, yeah, I reckon for sure. It'd be real, it'd be pretty contested. I'm just trying to think of who's in Queensland. West Australia. Oh, I love that. I love that. You have to be yeah. in the mix, wouldn't it? But, but like, like the rest of Australia, Owen's just sawed Victoria <laughs> off, and it's just drifting <laughs> off to sea. Yeah. Oh, Victoria. But, oh, uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, Victoria would have be a show in though. There's heaps of good surfers down there. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Well, they've got they've got a lot of up and coming surfers for sure oh, reckon, at yeah. the moment. Um, they're just not allowed to go anywhere. Nah. Yeah, true. Yeah. Well, we're thinking of you guys down there. If you're swelling from the Victorian, we're thinking of you, mate. Six yeah. weeks inside, that's fucking that's tough. That's real tough. That's is that tough. the whole yeah. state? That's the uh, just I Melbourne. Think it is. Just Melbourne. Just oh, just Melbourne. Who surfs in Melbourne. It's just yeah, no more locked. locked wow. Go Strange outside times. your house for an hour. Strange times, mate. Yeah. That's wild. But the reason yeah. we've brought you on the program. Oh, is to celebrate your incredible career, the big O, this is your life. And Connor, we're gonna uh, we're gonna get uh, as a Grom coming in on the on the wave behind O, right? You're a little bit younger. Yeah. So uh, yeah, well, it'll be good to get your take on on these moments as well, and yeah, um, for sure, where you were, what you thought. And uh, obviously, being a goof, you would have been looking up to this guy quite a bit until you made the tour and you wanted to cut him in half. 100%. Indeed. <laughs> now, at uh, number five in the countdown, the Big O blitzes the Australian Junior Series. Uh, he had one of the greatest junior careers on record. Pretty much unbeatable. Won the Australian Junior Series, obviously. Beat the likes of Julian Wilson, I think. Was he in that class? Um... Should know he this, he might be. Too, he's they're two years two years older. So who's in your class on the on the junior series? Um, we had um, well, Stewie was just one year older, but then yes, yeah, so I, I competed against Stewie a lot. They had like Dino Bowen and um, Garrett Parks, David Cathels. Um, uh, who else did we have there? There was a few. few mm. um, 
few real good surfers. Mm. Well, you blitz that, and then uh, you pretty much beat Dane and Kelly in consecutive heats at the Rip Curl Pro at Bells around about the same time. I mean, I think the question on most people's minds is, how did you get so fucking good, mate? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't feel like I'm that great, but I, I, you know, at the start of that career there, there was, we, I guess it was just a lot of fun. I was just as, uh, coming from a small town, and... Every experience that I was getting was just like blowing my mind and I was just having the most fun and I think that was probably what, what added to like a lot of my success. And like, were you travelling around, because uh, you did a lot of time doing junior comps, but it wasn't just you, right? It was the whole family in the bus yeah. doing doing uh, kind of like these giant pilgrimages together. It was, man, there were some heated moments for sure. Like yeah. we were all in this bus and we're not small and we're not small characters and, and um, we were, yeah, there's plenty of arguments and plenty of cook-ups and we were, yeah, camping along the whole East Coast of Oz. It was, it was great. Like I, that was the time I went down to surf against Kelly at Bells and stuff. I, we drove down in the bus and stopped off along the way and I was sleeping in the bus down there for the Rip Curl Pro and that was just the thing to do then. Mental. Oh, that's classic. Beautiful times, Vaughn, isn't it? Just Mate, so when pure, the, halcyon era. When the world oh, was Lord. a simpler place, Jed. Mm, Mate, mm. that sounds like heaven to me. Uh, the, the, what do you think, uh, like, was the benefit of, of doing it like that? You know, like, most crew now are getting flown in, sort of, uh, there's a lot of noise. There's a, like, there's, kids these days have entourages, mate. Like, if you're 16, 17, you could, you could see a kid turning up to a comp with a manager on one shoulder and, uh, you know, like, a, a, a parent or a trainer, or a video guy, or whatever, um, you know, going down to surf a CT heat with your whole family in a car, like, what's the convo like on the way down? Is everyone sort of saying, don't talk to Owen, he's got a prep? Or is, you know, Mikey sneaking up behind you and flicking your ear and just going, you're going to lose, you're going to lose. Like, what's going on? What's the conversation like in the car when you off to surf a CT as a young fella? Oh, geez, I can't remember some of the, the convos, but I can just remember, like, some of the experience of, like, sleep. Like, we had the bus and it was, like, double-deckered, so you had about this much headroom sleeping, like, kind of shoulder to shoulder and just looking straight at, like, the next bed in front <laughs> of you. <laughs> and I was a bit taller already then, so I, I remember having my head hanging out the back of the bus and Mikey was, like, fights people in his sleep. And um, just kind of his mongrel attitude as he has now. He's even so. got any sleep. What a legend. <laughs> 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 Nothing's changed. So he was fighting people in his sleep back then. And, and I remember him fighting it so hard one night that he like karate kicked himself out the back of the, out the, back of the bus. And my head just is sticking out like about the rest. And he's just like snapped my head clean off as a, as a like, get, you know, the head's out the back of the bus. He topples all the way down, wakes up on the ground. He's like, what's going on here? Whoa. <laughs> See, it's a funny shit like that. But wow. And, and, did, and get, get ready to compete. Well, what about yeah. you, Connor? Like when you were when you're a junior doing junior comps and stuff, were you travelling around with the fam or how were you doing it? Yeah, pretty much the same thing. I mean, I had dad kind of just coming around with me and just doing it all and I guess it wasn't all I didn't I don't have like a, a heap of siblings and all that like oh and wasn't just jumping in a huge bus and going mm. around I was just kind of going with dad and yeah kind of similar vibe just family and hanging out surfing some did you guys get to party like the 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 Parco Fanning uh Damon Harvey Hog Dog you know when all those guys were juniors they were just on huge money 
And uh, the junior series party scene was just as wild as just about anything. I mean, you guys had your, your parents there, so it probably was a different different type of energy. Mm. Um, I like. I still think the the junior series is is kind of like your your um, going to uni induction. You know, staying on campus and and just going mad. You know, and there was like 13, 14 comps a year, and you were between eighteen and twenty, and you know, just it was it was pretty fun mm. like there was and and it was all like just everyone that you traveled around with and you knew everyone in each little town and whatnot that you stopped off at it was it was a pretty good time as far as like just socializing and getting to yeah. know everyone don't you think or? well i feel like when i did it it was way there was way more people that were like serious about it oh, yeah. like i feel like when you it were doing it it was like it was like the turn of like the tide of seriousness I right. like the yeah. junior series mm. became like there was less events and everyone was all like you know if you don't make it in the junior series you're never going to make it kind of thing and yeah true but there was still some like <laughs> well it's ironic isn't it i mean look at the uh, damage that your your generation did on the world tour incredible surfers and uh you know connor's generation yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now maybe the seriousness uh, doesn't play so well into the hands of Australian surfing. Get the yard glass out, get the gator bug and rip a cut. Start fighting people in your sleigh. Yeah, um, yeah classic. Seriously. Wow. So, and what about. Um, well, tell some war stories. What yeah, are your favourite war say. stories from yeah. the Junior Series? Junior uh, Series. Weird shit, funny shit. Even uh, just, who just was shit an, shit. What an animal. Who were the animals? Like who, You must have had guys who like, you know, I'm thinking of like a young Mick Campbell. What was he like on the junior series? Even though that's before oh, your time. Imagine but that. Did that you guys have so that? Do you guys have someone who were like, oh no, I've got this little terrier in my heat. Oh, like a just mongrel yeah. competitor. Jeez, um, who would have... Dino was pretty bad. Dino was, and Stewie. Stewie was fine. Oh, so oh, Stewie Kennedy, was right? Yeah. Was, Stewie it, Kennedy. was it Stewie that um, on that? When you know when they had those ASL, uh, those ASL DVDs. Oh yeah. And you guys went somewhere, and Julian didn't go, and they had a cutout of him, and someone oh, punched his head through. That was, was Stewie. That, Stewie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Stewie. So yeah, the 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 thing was that like Julian didn't need to come or whatever, and so they had this cutout of him. And um and yeah, like it was a bit of a piss take and, and yeah, Stewie's just lined him up and cracked his head off. <laughs> it was like one like walking behind you. It was a photo of Stewie of uh, Julian and he just Oh, uh, he was he was he was always a good good what, laugh. and what about like uh this just on that topic, because you and him would have been stable mates back then, right? He was on Rippy yeah. and he got a few C T C T births uh, or wild cards back in the day. Um, was there sort of like a, an extra level of competitive fire between you two because of that? Like, did you feel that you had to be better than the guys? Well, we, there was like, it was kind of like you were hanging out, having a great time and wanting to rip each other to shreds in the, in the surf. Mm. Like, I mean, we did this one trip in America. It was this van trip. This is a different one. And Stewie and Dino Bowen was on it and Parksy and whatnot. And they had this like slud gun. And that we were driving through America, shooting each other with slug guns, and like, oh, that could have ended poorly. Mm-hmm. Could have got an AR-15 between the eyes. <laughs> that could have ended so bad. And we were at this one spot, and we come in from the beach one time, and Dean's just sitting there in front of the car, and he's like, oh, everyone's like, what's going on, Dean? And he's just like, oh, nothing. Um, someone's come up and smashed the back windscreen out. One of the angry locals did it, and this look on his face was just like, ah. Uh, like, I don't know about this. Right, yeah. <laughs> Turns out. He that's, shot it. That's like, that's like going to some damage. Oh, wow, super powered. No way. Yeah. You could actually take out a window. That's there were some funny, funny things like that. Like, we just had the 
like it was a great time and it like it might have changed just after that but we like yeah. that was back when like say asl was doing these great great up and down the coast mm. like hot 100 trips mm. so we were trying to beat each other but also doing van trips up and down coasts and mm. going on hell trips so there was always some you know shenanigans happening and i think there's you know dino was a bit of a shit stirrer back then that's when he was um charging 20 foot chokes yeah fully so he was a absolute big weapon chokes in the yeah. back of Dylan Longbottom scale that kind of madness yeah that madness so there was he was, was nutter yeah it was right when everyone was kind of really fired up and uh what changed you know what was it protein shakes came into the junior <laughs> series I mean you know where did it all start to go downhill for Australian surfing Connor I mean you saw it firsthand. Yeah, I, I feel like I timed it like perfect when the junior series went to absolute shit like they they did less events because they and then there was like barely any money involved and where did all that money go? Is this it's all like, due to that fucking was, bizarre financial crash that happened in America linked to the housing market crashing and somehow it, and it ended the Australian so junior strange. series. Like, yeah, like it it seriously sense. ended. Yeah, like right. it, I mean the, I remember the last my junior career was the GFC fucking right. shit house, but I remember the last year I had it on the junior series. They had like two events or something for the. To make the world juniors, yeah, it was like two or three. I was like, but that of. year I broke my leg, so I didn't, I did none. But yeah, they had like, I think they had like two in Tahiti and one in Newcastle, and that was it. And then they wonder, you know, five years later, why Australia has no one qualifying, why Brazil's on a rampage. It's like, yeah. it's, it, you don't have to sort of put the pieces together to figure that one out. I, mm. I remember like always kind of watching the the generations behind us and whatnot, and and trying to see who's coming up and whatnot, and and. I remember just having this one surf one day at um, Stanwell Park and I was sitting up the top and I was looking down and Connor was out there and he was just absolutely flaring like and I was just frothing going, what the hell is going on? He's just fucking tearing this wave to pieces Mm. and he was just doing big airs, spinners and whatnot and I remember saying to myself right there, I was like, oh, that kid, he's, he's the next one. Mm. And, and after that, nothing. Nothing. Bone dry. <laughs> I didn't, didn't see me out. <laughs> <laughs> and then, sure enough, like, uh, but there was like, there wasn't much else going on. Mm. Like, um, now that we've got so much downtime to kind of take a good hard look at ourselves in the mirror, Australian surfing I'm talking about collectively, <laughs> but, uh, you know, what could be done to reinvigorate the, the pathways uh, four juniors coming up, you know, to get us back into where we belong, Vaughn, which is on the top of the pile. Well, I think it's happening, Smivy. The, the, like, you know, we haven't gone into it much on the show because I think there's been some announcements since we last did an episode, but the WCL has broken things down into three tiers. So there's uh, the CT, there's the Challenger Series, which is, um, you know, basically what used to be 10,000s or, or thereabouts. Um, but that series, you can only qualify that through your regional area. So you cannot really travel around on the QS anymore, spend your whole year traveling, spending all your money, hopefully get enough points to get into 10,000s. Mm. From now on, once you make the Challenger Series, you're on it for the year. Sure, but every country's uh, got this structure in it. So, it, you know, what's going to give us the edge? Well, this is the thing. The, the edge will be we'll a refocus on regional tours and, and regional pathways with a, an emphasis being put back on the governing bodies in those countries to create you know, a very clear, simple structure that grommets can follow. In the past, it's been missing because, you know, uh, what's the incentive for anyone to spend money on junior surfing when you might put X amount of dollars? Let's let's use Jack Robbo as an example. 
all this money goes into this prodigy. He's like definite freak. Everyone knows what's going on. He goes onto the QS and disappears pretty much for six years. Mm. Other than it's a career other than like one QS. swell here or there at, at, at Chopes and stuff, and you go, holy fuck, where's this guy been? Yeah. Well, now the the pathway is clear. Mm. You just mm. do your events at home. You don't have to spend much money. You can surf against all the best guys in your region. That's going to breed a much stronger competitive energy. And then you got to step up and, and go to that Challenger Series. I, I think the, 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 what is it? the uh, foundation is in place, not just for Australian surfing, but globally this will have a huge impact. For sure. And I think that it'll bring, it'll bring back that Aussie spirit too. You know, like we were all, you know, you get on, onto the QS and you're just dispersed. You're, you're separated. You're, you're, you're not traveling together, seeing each other and building each other up, trying to take each other down, having a great time with each other. And that, that like camaraderie, like just completely dispersed when you get to the QS. And because there was no, no junior series, it was just these juniors were going straight to the QS and never, never getting that like, oh, I'm going to take my mate down. I'm going to like get him and smash him in this heat or like, and then mm. I'm going to come in and I'm going to stir him more. And he just lost. Mm. And, and then that guy's not going to come back and come back even bigger and better. Mm. Whereas, God, like, that's a good point, man. Mm. Whereas now, you know, with that, what you just brought up, that's it's going to come back for yeah, sure because they're together. you hit that challenger series and you're, you're on it with guys you've been surfing with all year so you know each other's games you want yeah. you want them to succeed as much as yeah you you want to surf against your own them game. yeah you want to lift you want to surf them you want to beat them and you and you like it just it'll just start building it and surfing in front of you know home crowds you're gonna have members of your board riders clubs at the events uh it's gonna be great i mean it's, as long as they so stick good, to man. largely nondescript open beach breaks so i'm, I'm all down for it <laughs> i'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely pumped, like 100% pumped on the focus on the regional tour. Yeah. Because I think that's going to be surprisingly epic. And as I've said on a few different sort of uh, potties around the place, this one included, is that, man, it, the, the door it opens for guys like Stewie and Dino yeah. to turn oh. up and, and have a, like, they might have a blinding run and, and go again. And, end up on the Challenger Series. And then yep. what happens? That's right. It's, it's, it's not just a pathway for Junior Smithy. It's a mm. pathway for like really good surfers to have a crack at the big time. It's sick a, of laying bricks, simpler. sick of yeah. mowing lawns. I think it's going to prolong careers in the surfing. They don't want to lay bricks and they don't want to mow lawns. They want to surf. It's mm. gonna, that's going to give us opportunity to prolong the people that are already there and bring up a next generation that's battle-hardened and ready to mm. smash smash the international circuit. It's a great point. I mean, nothing puts a rocket up you like a year mixing mud, does it? <laughs> oh, mate. You well, haven't realised how good you had it as a pro junior. <laughs> I reckon, Sweating Cam- over I reckon barra. Cambo is going to come back. Oh, the Gigi Ninja. Yeah, you know, like people like that, like Cambo, Vassa. Wilco. That's, that's what excites <laughs> me too. Exactly. Well, Connor, the, the best thing uh, about that, uh, the idea of Cambo surfing in a couple of local heats, is, you know, a guy like... Uh, Ethan Ewing, yeah, paddling out against yeah. him, and uh, you know uh, Ethan's, you know, clearly a different surfer to the guy he was when he first got on tour. But imagine a year of surfing heats against, you know, guys like Cambo, and that uh, that is going to be the best thing for exactly. the Aussie juniors. Like, yeah. when I when I came onto the QS, I got went to Brazil, I got kicked, I got punched, I got drowned in heats, I got like all kinds of different shit. I got on tour, I got spat at, I got like you just. That was part of it. Like, oh, well, I'm here and I'm not going to let you, like, get off easy, mate. Maybe we should have right been, in there, mate. I'm loving this. Maybe we should have been broadcasting the WQS. <laughs> yeah. That sounds amazing. It sounds very up your alley, mate. Mm, it's park footy in Redford. Oh, that's, what I, that's, that's, that's the exact parallel I see with this regional series. You know, 
playing park football in South Sydney, you're basically, you know, you're lining up against guys who are fresh back from the English Super League uh, or, you know, guys who are maybe 38 and they, they played a few seasons for the Chooks, like the Garth, the Hood, Wood, mm. and like these kinds of characters. <laughs> Terrifying, but <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> character building nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a few character buildings when first qualified and was on the QS, and that, and I think that's well. Give us your best ones. Give give us a story that someone who who will hear it and just go, oh yeah, that's right. I did get him good. That was yeah. cool. that was awesome. All oh, right, there's a couple. There was one in Brazil, and um, I can't remember if it was. I think it could have been Leonardo Neves, and um, we we're surfing. Big this, big man. Oh, he's huge. He's like <laughs> four times my fitness yeah. and the same the same height. Yeah. Oh, wow. And it's um, like Jay Davies' dad. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he is. <laughs> oh, man, and and we were at that rock, that wave where that breaks off the side of that rock in Brazil. I can't remember the name of it, but um, it's there's nowhere to go, and I just was like, screw this guy, like just because you're bigger than me and can drown me, which he did. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to let him have the inside, so I just I kept paddling to the inside. We're pretty much on the rock, and then he drowned me. Then I got this judo chop to the leg, man, almost snapped my leg in half oh like, he barked you <laughs> yeah wow bang and I just was like buckled oh, creased up over, out the back crying yeah, pretty close mm. <laughs> but but like I'd, I was ready for it you know like that's what, that was a part of competing there was mm. no priority mm. there was no no like that is wild, and, wild. did you dob when you got to shore I didn't dob but um, who are you going to tell some uh, Brazilian contest marshal <laughs> hey uh, your mate Leonardo's judo chopping me out the Renato, back Renato I've got a problem I mean I speak English power <laughs> fuck off and then I got dropped in on and the, on the only good wave of the heat got burnt and like just judges missed it oh the other guy who he, he was admittedly one of the local lived there from the favela mm. and he just didn't just didn't care. <laughs> I came in from the beach and I, he was like, come walking, walking down from the comp site. And I looked like he was going to go me. And I was like, Oh no, what have I like? Clearly like, I've still made the heat, but like, yeah. just, it was an absolute shit fight. And, um, one of the boys like jumped over the, jumped over the guard railing and like stood like in front of me thinking that like, some shit was going to go down. But um, it didn't, and it all blew over. But there was some moments like that. See, that that's what that's what we need. That's what the QS <laughs> Grommies need. Bring it back. That's going to be great feeling. I can't wait for some, you know, grudge some South Coast grudge matches down there. You know, the housing commission's pouring out into the beach. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we asked it last time. Any physical run-ins, Connor? Um, In a heat? I'm pretty sure we 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 covered this ground last no, time. I, I think we think did, but I can't. I don't think I can think of anything. No. Like I, I mean, when I started doing everything, that's when priority came in. So yeah. it was kind of like the whole like fighting. And Mate, all you that missed bullshit. all the fun. I know, I missed all the fun. I actually got. <laughs> I got uh, the very first junior series event that I went in at Newcastle. I got blown up at by Ibis, <laughs> but I, I beat Ibis at like one foot Merriweather, and I was like sixteen. Chris Bennett's yeah, Ibis, yeah, yes. Chris Bennett's. Yeah, I'm a good mate with him now, but it was really funny. I beat him, and he's like, "Fuck it, just a, he's like, fuck you, you little cunt, like fucking bet you, like you beat me, and it's fucking so shit." And like, I was just like came into shore, like, oh god, like. Is this what is this what winning feels like? Like far Mate. out. I was just getting abused for, for beating him. And <laughs> props yeah, to Ibis for having the most iconic nickname in surfing. Yeah, where does it come from? I don't know, but fucking they are the grossest looking <laughs> birds you've ever seen. <laughs> it's <laughs> his legs. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it's not his nose. <laughs> or his pecker. His head, eh? <laughs>
<laughs> oh goodness me! Yeah, God well, love him now. And now I've said that, I think I might draw him in these. Um, oh, exactly. In the uh, yeah. In the the um, the yep. he's, he's got his little Owen voodoo cushion out. Yeah. He's got the pins just yeah. zap zap zap. He's ready for some payback. <laughs> if we can even get into the border, eh? he might still be. He might bet you because he's from Queensland and they do <laughs> yeah. the comp in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh. He's warming up. He's ready. Number four. All right. At uh, number four, two perfect heats on finals day at the Fiji Pro in 2015. The only surfer in history to achieve that feat. Mate, talk us through the day. Talk us through the, the whole event. It was wild. I was watching the clips last night. And, uh, you know, but, you know, to be fair, like, watching it on on repeat now... You know, some of those waves are like sevens, but then some of them are like fucking fifteens out of ten. Like by today's judging metric, I would say. Yeah, probably could all be sevens by today's metric. No, no, <laughs> that that one of the chandelier that fucking just explodes you out—it's like a fifteen. Oh, yeah. That thing's wild. That one felt nice. Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was a uh, that event was just one of them events that things are just working, and I actually had a shocking first round, and I was so angry pissed off and my board broke whilst just as on my last wave and all I had to do was make that turn and it was just like clean in half and I was pretty mad actually and then I had to go to round two and you never really wanted to be in round two and I had um a Ritz and it was a real close sneaky heat mm. and yeah, he's good in left pits backside pits a that's Ritz, right very yeah, talented chopes it, mundaka yeah yep never underestimate him mm. at all when it comes to that and i knew knew what i was up against and it was a real tight heat and once i busted through that i almost like busted through like a bit of a mental barrier and i just like just started switching into gear and and um there was like just good points and just good mm. good good waves like for the rest of the event People talk about John John's performance, I think, 2015, Margie's 15. I think that's right. Mm. Anyway, you know, just being like almost like one guy surfing and the rest of the, the field watching. Is that kind of how – can you feel that energy when you, you know, when you got through that barrier? Could, did it feel like you even noticed the other guys in your heats? Were you just so tuned in and it was just all about the waves that were coming your way or – yeah, you're spot on. It didn't feel like I was competing against the other guy at all. I just felt like there was waves coming in, and I was going to surf them, and I was going to surf them good. And it just didn't. It just didn't feel like there was anyone else out there. Like I just felt in my own space, in my own, Fuck, own zone. What a, that must be. The, the, somewhere in in your like for every competitor, that sounds like the magic place where you're not even competing. You're just surfing, and you you just have full faith. Can you relate to that, mate? Because you're a finalist at uh, Fiji as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's definitely a lot of times where you, yeah, it doesn't feel like you're in a heat and you're just kind of doing it and you're like, fuck, this is fun. Like, I'm having so much fun. And then the other people in the water don't even exist and you're just like, you know, in rhythm with the ocean and everything's just falling to place. And if only you could get in that headspace, you know, you could train yourself to get in that headspace more often. Mm, yeah, that's, how do you do it? How, like, that's what you're looking for, right? Yeah. Like, every time you paddle out, just like when uh, – a coach does a, a pre-game speech in, you know, any sport. Uh, I'd imagine they're saying, you know, look, just stick to the little things. Don't think too much. You just want to reach that space where it's all just coming easy. Is it something you can manifest or is it just a feeling you get when you've just had a good one or you get one off the buzzer? What's the trigger for getting that feeling, do you think? A 10 in the first five seconds? <laughs> <laughs> that would definitely help. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon it's got like a lot to do with your work, like or the work done before it, you know, like working, 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 working. You kind of get that like 
where you're like, you know, you've done all these great things to like get to that space and you might not just be there. And I reckon it just comes when you just make that like little, little mental space breakthrough. Mm. And um, preparation meets, mm. uh, you know, a good performance and then that breeds confidence. Mm. And uh, But most of my confidence breakthroughs have come off the back of aggression. Like really? being pissed off, like oh. or being angry. Or oh, you go against everything Smithy believes. <laughs> everything. <laughs> I'll, I'll get to this point. I'll be just like, although, Dah! and then it just comes when called for. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it has its place. I mean, what, <laughs> what I'm interested to know is hearing you vocalise it. Just uh, you know, the idea of having fun and uh, you know being in rhythm with the ocean. When you once you eliminate stress and fear from the equation and it is all about fun and enjoyment it feels mm. like the the results and the, the good performances it has to happen because you're yeah. enjoying it and when you're enjoying it you know that your level's very high so yeah it, it, you have to basically it's almost like you have to surf at your uh at your peak in a way because you, you're enjoying it you're having fun and at the end of the day you can reduce a lot of the stress just by uh, identifying those factors as being external you know yeah sure you lose the heat and you lose a bit of money. You lose the heat. You lose some points. But at the end of the day, it, it kind of is also meaningless in a sense. It's, yeah. it's if you want to look at it mm. that way. Yeah, you know, I, what's important is that you enjoy the moment and have fun. And, and ironically, that's when you surf your best. That's totally true. And, and mine always come. Bang up. a fucking gong in here! Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> mine always come off the back of like getting getting a bit frustrated, and then I just find that space. And it's like I think sometimes like that releases you to get to that. Base and you just that's when you're flowing and you're, mate tens. It's called the flow state though, hey? like it's actually that's actually what it's called. That's what they call it. Yeah, that's what mm. they call it. Hey? Like if you get into your flow state, which is that exact state, then yeah. you're pretty much unbeatable. Mm. Yeah, expl- right. Okay. Yeah, ex- uh, sorry. Just work like doing a couple, especially with Nam. Like mm. doing a few things with Nam, and that's what he's kind of his whole thing with. I mean, the only the few times I've worked with him. It was trying to tap into Nam, that space. Nam is... Uh, Nam Baldwin. That's right. Nam yeah. Baldwin, yeah. Mix, yeah. He was trying to train us to try and tap into that, trying to be able to tap into that space more consistently. But it's kind of... It's hard. Like, it's it's just like... Mentally, it's just like... you, you, did, you I don't think you can train it. It just happens. And then when it happens, then you understand what it feels like. Mm. I don't know. It's, it's a well, weird one. Where does the WSL sit on uh, microdosing psilocybin uh, <laughs> as part of its, you know, uh, doping regulations? Because I feel like, uh, you know, <laughs> when you talk about like flow states and uh, emotional intelligence and these kinds of things, it is you know, really helpful. Well, I can tell you. Granted, I'm not a CT surface. I'll tell you exactly where they see it. Big zero, big zitch. Oh, they're not into it? Nah. Well, that's not like Proton. <laughs> well, it might not be like Proton. It's definitely not like uh, Dirk and Natasha, though. I don't think they're... I reckon Renato's dipped the finger in a I couple of saddie bags <laughs> over the years. Come on, Renato. Well, I think it's a zero policy on anything that hasn't been... Uh... It's a fungus. It grows in the ground. Oh, no, no, it's no, mycelium. No, I'm not... I'm not the... Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> no shooting the, ma- the messenger, mate. No, well, I, I think it's, now. it's zero. Uh, I, would, I would dare say that with... Uh, the Olympics now uh, take you know surfing's involvement there. It, it's it's a big, you know, if, if if it's if it isn't approved by some sort of mega corporation or yeah, they're fucking fascists. <laughs> Pfizer was making it ain't happening. Mushrooms, it ain't all on it. It's surfing's come a long way in that sense, you know. Like from back back in the day, there wasn't that much, you know, water wasn't involved, drug testing wasn't involved, nah. and now it's just. Full on. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's, Are they um, kicking your door in at 4 a.m. asking for piss tests and whatnot? Oh, have you guys, have you guys had that? 5 a.m. 5 a.m.? Yeah, yeah 5 a.m. Wow. So you guys have both had a knock on the door at 5 a.m.? It's 
Yeah, yeah. I did. And they, yeah, they actually they they watch your your, your doodle go they into the test tube, yeah. don't they? They see yeah. you. Fair yeah. They see your pecker. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, you know, what? you might have a, a little bag of your spare urine hanging out <laughs> for yeah. such occasions. I mean, wow, wow. Yeah, mm. I had one like two years ago that just it, they didn't they don't even let you know. Like, he no. just rocked up at my house at 6 a.m. Didn't know who it was. T- dogs were just going crazy. It's just this guy in a black trench coat, like, <laughs> yeah. knocking at the door, like, hey. You um, guys have opened the door to some serious, weird. weird five o'clock visitors, I reckon, <laughs> yeah. oh. with this. They'll just be knocking on the door going, hi, Owen. Yeah, yeah, I'm from Wada, mate. <laughs> Can you pull down your pants? Oh. <laughs> I, I, remember, nice. I remember going out to- <laughs> Uh, I remember Don't going, worry, I've just been at Connor's. He's doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> Heading up to mix after this. <laughs> uh, I remember yeah. looking down from the second story and just seeing some guy out the front, and I just didn't think of drug testing and went back and hit inside. I was like, Oi, Kita, there's someone here. Like, what? Like, what's the go? And she was like, just frozen. I was like, what's the go? Like, I'm not answering the door. It's dark. Like, you know, what's going on? And I eventually answered the door and then there was like 15 minutes left in the time that they have to wait before they go, oh yeah, missed. Like, Mm. you you missed your test. Wow. Oh, and you've got to be, you've got to do it. Yeah, you've got to do it. Yeah, Yeah, you get three, three crosses or something if you don't, if you're not there This is a world that is just, I've never really even scratched beneath the surface of all this drama. I'll tell you who's, um, who's probably not getting through the, the water hoops. It's uh, old mate Ock up here. <laughs> <laughs> no well, he would now. That beanie's an instant disqualification. Now, <laughs> yeah, what if you rocked up to the water test wearing that? <laughs> <laughs> Rolled out of bed with your... I, I actually sleep in that, by the, by the way. So, you know, I wouldn't get through it either. You roll out of bed with your, your reggae beanie on. Uh, yeah, what's this about again, mate? Hey, um, mm. look, getting back to Fiji quickly. Mm. Uh, as Smivy mentioned, four, four tens in... Uh, wasn't was it consecutive heats or there was a, there was a semi between quarters and final, quarters and final. Um, we were talking about this on the on the search trip we did and yeah. i said how many tens do you reckon you've had in your career uh, and i think i said that to mick and he was like i think i've had five he, he was he was uh pretty sure he'd only had a handful mm. and i turned to you and went how many have you had and you went well i've had four in one comp <laughs> <laughs> it felt good saying that too, it did. <laughs> right in front of him um, but then he, but, but, but his answer didn't make me feel very good either. No, no, exactly. Well, you know, yeah. What was the five, answer? Five tens and then three world titles. Three world titles. Uh, <laughs> Touche. Well played. But um, Australian of the Year. How, how many? <laughs> how many tens have you had? Oh, do you know? Um, oh, I should have. I should have had a count after that day. Yeah. But I, 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 um, I've been pretty lucky with some tens, and especially some barreling conditions. Um, mm. I remember one at the box was... Oh, a, a we're going to get to yeah, it. That, was, that one was a very memorable one. Right, we'll, to we'll, me, get, yeah. we'll get to that. We'll yeah, get to that. Yeah. But yeah, that was a stoinker. I mean, to me at the time, I don't think uh, there'd been a bigger, more psycho pit-ridden backside at the box than that. That thing was fucked up. Maybe Corey Lopez got one that was comparable, but I don't think so. That thing was fucking ludicrous. Mm. Yeah, that's anyway, how, ludicrous. How did you, uh, I mean, there mightn't be a better surfer in giant hollow lefts of mortal conequin. So I guess the question again is, uh, how did you get so fucking good in hollow pits, left mm. pits? Well, I... What's the I, progression? Well, I put that down to, like, the upbringing I had and the surfers I was surfing with. And believe it or not, Dino Bowen was a big part of that. Um, 
he would always push me. We went to Chopes together. We went to different heavy, like Fiji together. He, he would come, he'd coach me. He'd like, he's younger than me, coach me. And we'd, I'd have him there as, as that person is like, mate, go saddle up, get into it. Um, and we basically surfed all the slabs down, down where we grew up. And, mm. and he's the only kinda, guy I've seen fully, you know, get barreled the length of the reef at Reddy's backside. He's a maniac. That joint freaks he, me out. He is a loony. That, that, like, he was doing things. Like, there's a lot of young people doing toe-ins and things now, and it's it, the sport's, like, gone through the roof. But back when he was doing it, there wasn't any others. Mm. He, he was the youngest by a long way. You were telling a story as well, mate, about him basically telling you to sit on the ski on a big day over there <laughs> yeah. at Chopes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I gave him that respect, you know. He could yeah. he put me in my place and and um, there was that big code red day and, and I was out there and I was like, Dino, what do you reckon? Like, you know, I'm kind of feeling up to it. I'm, you know, I'm nervous, but what, like, what do you think? And, and he's going, mate, this is not your day. It's my day. <laughs> your day's tomorrow. Win the thing tomorrow or place well tomorrow and then go on for the rest of the year surf today possibly not surf again for the rest of the year mm. and um and i just kind of was like oh yeah all right makes sense like, and that, that was the year you won the andy irons award that's the year that was the year i got that award and, and the year um I, I ended up getting second in the final mm. which it was close a real close final and, and kelly um pipped me with a, a uh insider along the inside reef um so it's questionable that <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, props to uh, Dean Bowen there and uh, fucking have a good hard look at yourself, judges. <laughs> he got some crazy ones. The goat doesn't well, need eh? any more. Oh, he, I think that one Dean Bowen got was one of the best ones I've seen. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Smithy, just before we leave the 10-point combo, uh, uh, Connor, have you been blessed by the five secret clansmen with the perfect ride yet in your career? Nah. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know if like a like a... A Grom comp when I was like 12 or something counts, mm. but no, nah, nothing. Uh, well, I've nearly got there, but no, nah, not quite. Could be the curse of the shy, Smithy, because Oki, Mark Ocalupo famously never got a 10 in his career. What? Never. I think he got a nine point. Remember the story he told on the potty about the wave he got off Andy oh, at Bells? Bells and yeah. I think he got a 9.98. Nine 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 eight eight. Yeah. One stingy judge threw a nine five or something at him. What about that, uh, that wave in the final verse? Bruce at J-Bay, that thing had, was a fucking 12 out of 10. It was wild. Just hacks the fuck out of it and then gets like a layback pit and then another crazy no, carve on no, the end. He, he said, I remember How's clearly him saying that it was just the, the, the ultimate burn that he never got a 10. So, I mean, they're, they're out there. Uh, mm. Bainey famously, he, he got a 10 in the last heat of his career. And uh, Kong, Elko, he only got one 10 as well and that was at G-Land. So, tough things to get and even tougher now. Oh, Fuck, you got a lot to get a 10 these days, I mm. think. Um, yeah, I, I've nearly got there, but yeah, not quite. Maybe one day. G-Land. Hopefully, yeah. I'm de- I reckon it'll definitely be like some sort of a left, though. <laughs> 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 like Chopes or G-Land or something. I don't know. But uh, before we get off this topic, yeah, talk us through that day at the box. Because uh, I think that was the first time the, the CT had been run there, right? Yeah, well, it was. Um, yeah, it was. At KP was the... the uh, uh, That's wh- right. Oh, the commissioner, he'd been yeah. out there stuffing them all Mate, morning. He loves. I'm just testing it. He was it. so horny for it. <laughs> 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 he loves it. Fuck, it was good. I, who will forget? Like, I think it was Miguel Pupo, was it? You know, just parachuting over the falls. The Brazilians, which like D'Souza was pretty much. Medina wanted to go home back on the. I remember that his feeling for surfing the box wasn't frothing. 
It was either the box or the sharks. Yeah, but yeah. But I feel like probably the sharks because <laughs> it was all kind of around that same time. There was a bit of bit of stuff going on, and um, yeah, obviously the box is just sticking way out there, and 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 that was kind of where we we were sent. And yeah. it was like one of the biggest swells that had come through, and it was just about almost maxing out. Yeah, because like, that thing you get is like almost bigger than any wave I've seen really break there. I've. I mean, I, I had never surfed it. It was... Wow, yeah, really? That was my first session. What? And um, I just I just went out there and I was pretty ready for it. Hey, like I was... I loved the look of it. I was frothing and, and, you know, I grew up on a lot of slabs just like that. And, yeah, I just put myself in the spot and uh, some at the start and then this, this one came through and I swear to God, it just looked like the whole, like, Margaret's to box was just coming out of the ocean and i just like i was a bit dusty actually and he started paddling out and i started paddling in <laughs> and, <laughs> and purely because i didn't even look at it long enough i just just seen the size of it and just swung and just started paddling in to try and get under it and that was it and, I, and that's all i did i felt like i just <laughs> held on after that i mean it's such a crazy ride like the <sighs> here's your guts my guts just dropped oh. <laughs> It goes so Heavily. square through that end section, and then the the, the lip like kind of nicks you in the head at the end. But I mean, even that would have knocked most people off. But yeah, it's just an incredible wave. I, I didn't even realize how big it was until like after watching it back. Mm. Um, like obviously, when I took off, it it started to dawn on me the size of the wave. Really? And are you thinking as you're as you know when you've underestimated the size and like magnitude of a wave? Does, how do you stop that thought from you know making you glitch out and pull back or hesitate? Well, it was as I was coming out that I realised that I I was the I was almost out of the barrel, but it was so round that I just hadn't came out just yet, mm. and I still had this like step to drop down and get down and get out past it. Um, like I said, that just hit me in the head a little bit um but yeah that was it for me it was definitely one of the better waves of my life like mm. I, I don't have any shame saying that like it was it was definitely got my heart well, race the, going the coolest thing was the anticipation leading into that that day was huge mm. everyone was going box box could be on box 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 mm. and um to to see what went down smithy was just like that's what the, one of those magic days where pro surfer just lives you know right up to the very best that it can be because You've got guys who you would expect to go and go hard just pulling back. You've got surprise packages just, you know, like Italo did, I think, um, last year. Last year, yeah. You know, out of nowhere, here's this guy. We've, you kind of almost start to write off backhanders barring yourself. Um, I mean, I know you've got, like, do, do you ever go right on the, what's the little boxy-like wave on the other side of Voodoo there? Yeah, the right off Voodoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it's pretty sick. boxy. Yeah, it? it's pretty similar, yeah. yeah Maybe so, not long, but yeah. It's just the stories that come out of a day like that, Smithy, when you're a pro surfing fan, are just endless. Every oh. heat is just one after the other, just nonstop entertainment and, uh, you know, just waiting for that that big set to turn up and who's going to turn and spin is, fuck, it's, that's, when you're, that's when it's on. Well, if you look into that's that the too, if you look at that too, it was right on the top of the tide. So, and the box, like all morning had just been pretty deadly, like wasn't. Like pretty, a lot of washthroughs, a lot of closeouts. There was a lot of carnage, and right at the top of the tide, that big set like 
just held enough and held open and like wow cosmic i love that kp was like sending you out there it's like it's like kind of prolonged grumbling abuse as soon as he's off tour he's like oh yeah it's contestable get out there boys yeah, it was dry it was wash throughs yeah, yeah it was dry dry and, in the morning people i don't know if you haven't surfed i've surfed it once i caught one wave out there nearly broke my arm mm. the end section is fucking so dry like i mean it lets you mm-hmm. in kind of uh, it's like a kind of regulation enough takeoff, but you can't fall off. Yeah, I want to give a little shout out because, uh, like, like you said, I was never sure what the limit on size at the box was, but I remember being a grommet going to a uh, Preveli Beach Caravan Park, whatever, and uh, behind the general store wall, they had a photo of Andrew Sheridan, <laughs> biggest pit. And you just, I think it was out there. I could be wrong, right. but I hope yeah. it was out there because uh, it was just massive. And I, I met him in the pub only like a few days later and I was just had to buy him a beer. <laughs> I just went, fuck, <laughs> mate, I've never seen anything like that. And that was, that was kind of pre-slab days, you mm. know, when I guess only a handful of crew were really properly hunting out those sorts of swells on those sorts of reefs. Yeah, well, it's got a fascinating history, the box. I think it was Andrew Sheridan, uh, he took maybe it was Rusty Moran, and um, Love Hodel, maybe? Oh, was like maybe the, yeah. the kind of first, they were the first outsiders to surf it. And I'm pretty sure Rusty Moran uh, pin dropped out of the lip and dislocated his shoulder on his first wave out there mm. and then went back to uh, Cronulla to recoup and had another <laughs> crack at it a year later, I think. But uh, and that day uh, that you got the bomb, I'm fucking, I thought I watched Adam Melling die on that yeah, day. That yeah, was, that was. Heave. Heavy. He got so smashed. <laughs> he got the chest to the lip. And he like fell. Oh, like I remember that. That, that was like, heavy. That was fucking crazy. Yeah. Big. How, what's big the mood fan. like? See, this is one of the one of the things we don't get to see, and I, I guess it's like one of the bummers about not being a team sport in a way. But you know, uh, after a particularly heavy game of footy, where it's a classic, both teams have come off now, and it's a classic. There's winners and losers. Is there any banter sort of back in the in the competitors area where everyone's looking at each other and just going fuck, mate, and just fully breaking it down, telling each other what's up, or is it you just sort of quiet in there? Because I would imagine that on a day like that where everyone's frothing, you you, you couldn't button your lip. To be honest, that day people had had a gutful. There'd been it was there was wipeouts, there was wash throughs, it looked like an absolute goofy foot's nightmare. They were burning effigies of KP in the margar of a car park for <laughs> They had they were literally KP's name was like he just sends the other box. Like just not not it wasn't it wasn't going great and then that heat like just like, yeah. like it just like this light bulb came on and and um, come back and Kelly was like, oh, that was a good one. And like, you know, yeah. I was sleeping a bit better. And, but, but there was some, wow. gr- there was definitely definite grumblings mm. before when, that When was the happening. goat's giving you a compliment, you know, you've done something very special. Mm. It's rare. Oh, yeah, yeah. He yeah. probably looked down and said, oh, it's a good way, but he could have he been deeper. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Incredible. Number three. Um, all right. Number three. I mean, you've got to pay to play. When you're going to take on waves of mortal Kona Quince and pay you did, unfortunately, Big O. Um, the head injury at Pipeline, you've talked about it at length, but I mean, I guess it's, you know, it's part of your life story, part of your trajectory. Um, what can you tell us about it that hasn't already been said, I guess? Oh, mate, that was just a, one of those events that was pretty life changing and like it took a long time to actually fully recover from. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I really like learn a hell of a lot of out of it. To be honest, I just kind of just it was a tough time, mm. and um, and then 
I I just do. I guess the thing I do have now is like a pretty deep appreciation for a good time and and like absolutely love and life because that was definitely a tricky time to navigate. Mm. And I don't think I think um I think that time period also like brought a lot of light to some you know that there are concussions and you, it might not be the typical or oh, you know what you've split your head from here to here and it's you know half your face is hanging off you could you could just be blasted to pieces you could have been um you know obviously there's still the the typical you know head injuries and whatnot but it it, it brought a lot of um conversation and and some good conversations mm. with other big wave surfers that mm. had had big shake-ups and um just talking to them and telling them a bit about what I was going through it kind of brought a bit of light to their situation that they were like oh maybe that's what's happened to me mm. and and that was that was a bit of the case so I was I was that was probably the some of the things that I got out of that time period and yeah it's a bit of a sleeper isn't it uh head injuries in surfing like I remember after you had your injury and in, uh there was an article uh they were speaking to a physician and it said you know one session at pipeline is the equivalent of a a game in the NFL in terms of uh, the amount of head injuries p- potentially suffered. Like it can be just the, the whiplash and the, the beatings. And what actually happened on uh, when you were injured? Was it um, hitting the head on the reef or just the detonation of the, the ocean? Well, um, I think there's like a, a couple things there. Like it was the detonation. I, it was a 15-foot wave and, and I tried to duck dive, it, uh, which is duck dive. You're going about from here to there under the water on a seven-foot board. I just wasn't thinking. But um, what led to that, I had had concussion. That year, I did two trips to Fiji, um, two trips to Depot Bommy, um, big wave locations that were all, you know, 10 to 15 feet, maybe bigger, jumping on ski rope, whatnot, surfed. Um, and I just kind of had a number of, like, detonations, and they just built up. And built up and right. built up, and that was the straw that broke the camel's yes. back. Yes, okay, and so um, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a, the lot of a lot of the part that I think brought a lot of light is that there's there's these big big you know big wipeouts, big waves, and if you do it con- consistently enough, you'll you're going to come unstuck, and and um, that's that's what happened to me. And did they teach you much about uh, you know what to be most careful of? I guess in the case for wipeout like whiplash is a funny one because you wouldn't you know you're not actually getting any impact to your head but it's all about you know your your neck really but yet but um, your brain bouncing around inside your head as well is is that where the danger lies well like it's not just whiplash there's like shaken like they call it shaken baby syndrome it's what um people that are at war they'll in a near a blast that that same shaken effect goes through their goes through their brain wow. and kind of damages the tissues and when you get into a situation where you get ragdolled that bad you're just it's shaken but you might not get a bad whiplash as such but you've shaken so like violently that that you can suffer some really bad yeah. consequences it's interesting i um i, I got hit so many times c- consecutively by uh albie tawira shout out to albie tawira from the uh Cabramatta uh, outfit there but he hit me so many times consecutively I couldn't uh, jerk off for a week afterwards I had that bad whiplash I was getting like these crazy pains in my head it was fucked up so what? maybe don't jerk off so violently yeah. <laughs> it's true vigorously <laughs> don't have to rip it off your body up. Smitty come yeah. on mate oh, still be gentle to yourself still mate. need it um, in the in the you know one, one thing that I found uh, interesting about your recovery was it was it, was, it went behind closed doors. There, yeah. was, there was no 
but chatter coming out. There was almost no, uh, you know, like updates on your condition or anything like that. And in that sort of space, when there's silence, people start chucking out their own theories about how you're going. Uh, you know, even even before that, get, starting to go into how this has ha- happened. Like, were you aware of any of that sort of noise? Um, did you feel any pressure? Uh, and I'm, I'm I'm assuming that you didn't because you I know that it was a very slow and steady recovery. Mm. But once you were better, were you made aware that that you know people just had started saying, "Oh, you might never walk again. You might never, uh, you know, be able to surf again." Were well, you aware that those conversations were taking place? Um, I, yeah, no, I w- mm. um, wasn't aware. But there was, you know, when it comes to injuries like that, there's not many positive stories out there. Mm. So closed doors was the direction that my family took, and to protect what you know, what was potentially that finish. Yeah, and, uh, worst case scenario. Worst case scenario. Yeah. And there was lots of signs that that was the case. So, um, yeah, the closed doors, silence. It, 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 but it, it started to turn around probably six months in. Um, and, and, and that's when it was, I could surf, but it still wasn't surfing that great and uh, couldn't really, yeah, I wasn't, really surfing I was probably surfing about once every two weeks but I thought I was killing it you know that's part of the brain mm. is you think you're doing amazing when, um, when you got to the point where you were going to go in the comp yeah snapper in retrospect now looking back at where you were in your journey to recovery where like where do you think you were on, on the on the map say uh let's say chopes is the finish line the head injury is at the start where did Snapper fit in? Was it like right up the top or you're back to almost your best? Or do you look back now and go, holy moly, there's there's p- points in my life at that point where I'd actually still don't know where it was. I was at the start of the mountain, the absolute start. It was, um, yeah, that that was like not expected. The result wasn't expected. To compete was maybe I'll get one heat and they pull me out. Um, there wasn't, it wasn't a, um, you know, oh, I'm back type moment. Um, I only kind of got to that at Chopes last year. Mm. That was the, I passed my testing. I passed my, uh, for, that was the first time in four years. And um, so it was, that was the journey. It, and, and I haven't spoken too much about behind those closed doors because I wasn't outside of it yet. Mm. And um, still dealing with it, still dealing with it the way I dealt with it. And um, once I found my, um, once I found Found got that test result back. Things changed. And uh, what do they call these like tests? It's like a, a neuropsychological test or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, yep. And also, my question, I guess, is also, uh, you know, what measures can you take to rehabilitate the brain? Because I mean, we're in a country like Australia where you know everyone kind of grows up playing rugby league, surfing, um, you know, f- fighting at pubs and streets and shit is, is ubiquitous. <laughs> um, and I'm kind of in a similar. Uh, boat to you in terms of having suffered a, a number of brain injuries. Um, I don't know if you can tell, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, but uh, w- you know, what were the tips in terms of rehabilitating your brain that they gave you? Um, so, one thing I learned is that I think it's really key is that you know there are a lot of concussions and a lot of concussions that go unnoticed. Um, it's all about identifying them and treating them like you've just sprained your ankle or depending on the severity of the cushion or how long you're out for, broken your ankle. You know, you're not going to go and go for a run the next day after you break your ankle. Mm. 
which is with concussions, a lot of people get their concussion and the next day they just resume doing their activity, doing their, like, they just, oh, oh I'm playing footy the next day or I'm back down the pub getting punched in the head. The so next day, mate, f- I used to, I mean, far out, we grew up watching football, they'd take a sip of water and go straight back on after a concussion. <laughs> like, that was the, the mark of a great player, mm. playing, uh, being knocked senseless. I mean, that was the, fully the era we grew up in. That was, like, what, mid-noughties. Yeah, so well, same terrible. same same era. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. knocked out, go back, paddle back out, knocked yeah. out. I got knocked out in a heat and chopu and paddled. I was on the sled out and came back to wow. and paddled straight back out. How did that, that happen? Was, like, was that uh, again a detonation scenario? Um, I'd like I fell backwards and then it just landed on me. Just the impact of the lip impact. knocked you out, huh? Yeah, and then the jet ski dragged me up on the jet ski and I was just like all out and there's footage of it and whatnot. And then I just come back to and. I ended up just going, ah, get me back out there. And just went straight back out. Mm. And I got the, that was when I got the AI award. And that's that, like what we all promote is that mongrel spirit and, mm. you know, get amongst it. And um, that was, you know, start of, start of mm. the unraveling. So, mm. but like, that's one of the things I learned that there's a lot of them. A way to fix it was that a good way to look at it is that your brain has like a lot of different inputs, like for your ear, your vestibular system, for your eyes, which is like, constant feedback of where you are and if you're vertical horizontal mm. where you are in space and time um even your body as well um it it and it, they're all constantly adjusting so i started uh trying to fix fix some of the the damage that i had through this area from my eyesight to different things that um they're the things i looked into and i started to get a really good results um there were some things that were the problems with my eyes that uh, I c- couldn't believe. But when once once I got the testing and I did the testing, that was clear as day what I needed to fix because they could through their testing could make you pass pass out in the spot. That's incredible. That's wow. how tapped in they are That's to your brain. Incredible. Yeah. And this is an emerging field of science. Like you know, you go back twenty years ago, we knew nothing about brains. We thought brains, you know, the brain that you had. Uh, that you were born with is the brain that you had for life. But now we're learning about neuroplasticity and all manner of ways you can train your brain. They're mm. actually really repairable. And um, that's that's probably one of the key messages that I want to bring to the rest of the sport and, and hopefully inspire people is that those head knocks and those things, you don't have to stop or you don't have to take no for an answer. You just mm. keep searching for that that. There is ways out there to fix your brain, and you, can you hear get... that, kids? Knock yourself out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> go charge the next wave, and and then go and fix it, just like you fix any other part of your body. Mm. Like you break mm. your leg, go fix it, mate. Go and, start sprinting again. And where do you go to get this kind of information? Um, you know about the, the various methods to retrain the brain and, and all this kind of stuff. I had uh, I I was with Professor Paul Macquarie. Um, he was he was my uh, head. I was. A professor in neurology and um i don't even know the correct words look i should know it but no, no. Um, but neurology is that that's the field of science we're talking about and yeah yep, yep. that's it and um and then to uh, a guy by the name brett jarros and um he the, between those guys and and i met a lot of other people that had concussions along the way and some a lot of the stories and not not great mm. um and then I met some of the guys that are thriving and are killing it and are still going and 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 that was that that team got me back to where I am now. Was there a lesson between you know the guys who were thriving had they done something that the the others hadn't? 
I, you know, I, I think the, I think there had been. I think there's, there's a very like, uh, um, kind of normal way to look at your brain, and it's like, oh, you've had a few concussions now. It's probably time to tap on the shoulder, mate. Mm. Time to retire. Um, a lot of that happens in footy, mm. or there's the the way of like, well, I'm not gonna stop at that and keep searching for that that answer and a lot of those answers are just to do with like what what inputs are coming into your brain like mm. you, your brain's in there and you've what happens to come into your brain is sound eyesight what you eat yeah. like there's those are the things that are impacting that. oh man and mm. this, this, this emerging field is like uh, i remember reading a book have to be 15 20 years ago now about uh neuroplasticity and the way that they're they're retraining brains that haven't even had experiences before so like for example uh people who are born blind at birth they can use ears taste they can use all these other messages that fire synapses in different ways into that cortex of the brain mm. where sight is held yep and that can form images in the in the in the mind of what is in a room stuff like that i mean we're talking Deep. crazy crazy shit that is unlocking the potential of of brains yeah um it's the there. healing of it though does seem like the most obvious and necessary place to start because once you start tapping into different methods of uh you know different methods of communication within the brain so like you're exactly what you're saying mm. you've got your eyes sending all these signals but your ears are sending signals at the exact same time mm-hmm. all these different senses all of a sudden you can do things that have never been done before and and see i'd say do they still believe that we're only using 10 percent of our brain's potential is that still common thinking in your I, sort I, of travels through that the guys that world? the guys they you know one of the saying that they always said to me was there's a few sayings they said is like once you've seen one concussion, you've seen one concussion. Yeah, right. Like wow. they, that's it. Yeah. You're completely different to the person next to you. Mm. And if they take in the approach that one size fits all, it's just not even mm. true. Like they're, they're constantly learning in that field. And I think that's, there's going to be a lot of stuff come out in the future where, you know, people are going to get dusted up and they're going to be back winning and doing mm. the absolute, you know, best ever. And that's, that's kind of what I, what I wanted to, what I want to do is just inspire that that there is like, hey man, don't don't give up. Like you find your find your answer that your brain heals. <laughs> Fucking earth, and yeah. uh, mate, you've inspired like a few other sportsmen of your generation, man, and a few other sportsmen in history. Number two, we'll, get, we'll skip on to number two, but yeah, winning that first CT uh, back was. I don't think anyone could have imagined that. And there wasn't a dry eye in Cool and Gatter. I was there on the beach. It was just, man, it was it was a wild ride for everyone. I can't even imagine what it was like for you and your family and close uh, friends. But um, yeah, man, what what do you remember that, that of that day? And um, you know, what were the conversations leading up to it? You kind of touched on it. Oh uh, yeah, well, like I did not know how that was going to go. I just my focus was to stay on my feet like just take off and stay on your feet and um that was about as much as that brain was handling at that stage um and yeah i even i had a heat did i have a heat with you 
that comp? Or? Yeah. 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 You was that your you first comp? Quarters. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> first event. Yeah. First event. Yeah. So oh. I was stoked anyway. But what yeah. was that like coming up against uh, the big O in those circumstances, knowing all that you knew? Yeah, I didn't really know much, to be honest. I was like, oh, he's back. He's surfing pretty good. But I guess in his brain, he's like, yeah, I'm just trying to stay on my feet. Mm. But in everyone else's eyes, it was like, fuck, he's, st- he's come back pretty good. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, well, you were like, right. I'm trying to stay on my feet. But everyone's like, fuck, he's ripping. <laughs> yeah. There was, there's actually a bit of like even uh, science behind why I could surf. Um, is that the damage that I had was in uh, my frontal cortex, left, right, and my cerebrum was basically untouched. And where you surf from is where I surf from was the feeling sense, which is associated with your cerebellum. And which is... So are you telling me that, hang on, you surf from the feeling place. So let's say a guy like Damien Hardman might be surfing from the the maths place. Well, that's... if, If I thought, if I tried to think, oh, do this turn here, that would be game over. That would be a different place in your brain. That would be a different place. If I no, tried no to disrespect to Dilma, by the way, I love, natural <laughs> talent, unbelievable. I wish you thought... champ. I don't want to sound like he's just a maths head, but but it is interesting because he would say in in the podcast we did with him, yeah. he'd go, "All right, well, I only need these scores. I know exactly how to get them, and I'm probably going to get through this heat." You know, yeah. it's it's all that it's was all not, accounting. Was, that was it. <laughs> Me sitting out there was this. Nothing. Nothing. Turn. Go. Stay on your feet. If only you thought about it and then you all would have bet you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Then I started getting better and I was like, what are all these Well, Connor, you've got a brain. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, what's, what about you, mate? Um, just, just sorry before we, we get into the, the, the tail end of that event. Um, head knocks? Copped any? Paddle back out feeling dazed? I feel like I've only had a, like a couple of significant head knocks over the past like year. That just I have my outside northies. Just yeah, outside northies. You know, yeah. just a couple of you know footy heads. <laughs> but I think it's just just you just end up pushing yourself to a point where you you do get those head knocks. And I feel like as I'm getting older, I'm like, whoa, you feel a little bit more than when you're younger. But mm. nothing's you know as significant as Owen. That sounds nah. what he went through. Yeah, is is brutal. I'm interested to know, um, you know, as you were making heats, man, like talk to us about what the conversations were like, you know, between you and Keita and you and your family. Micro. You know, what, what, micro. Mm. What was going on in the, in the background that, you know, none of us saw? A bunch. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Just there was, there was some pretty full-on moments. I mean, that was the start of my journey and the start of my me coming back and, and um yeah there's there was breakdowns there was like my brain was in absolute scramble mm. i could surf i'm not gonna deny that uh, that was clear but what was what my state of my brain was in was not well and um yeah there was there was moments where i was in the locker rooms and the doctors were there and i was you know crying and not knowing what i was doing where i was and and it was like singlet on and you know how to surf and stay on your board and, and go. And it was, that's, that was, there was some of the behind the scenes and, and uh, the WCL did really well at like uh, protecting me from, you know, uh, giving me that space to, to be able to get my life back, which was the huge goal from the Professor Paul McQuarrie was, mm. oh, he needs to get his life back and that will be one of the biggest healing 
things for him. Mm. And um, so that that was those some of those things that were happening behind the scenes were they're intense. But yeah. but um, surfing was was where I found my like that was the easy part. Yeah, that yeah. was the part where I have surfed so many waves. I have surfed so much that they talk about it in that like we were touching on earlier with that flow state. It actually there's a part of your brain that is that state, and that was the part of my my body that was relatively my brain was relatively untouched. Yeah, that's fascinating because I mean I was really interested to to ask you this. You see it with a lot of you know professional athletes. Uh, you know, obviously, they've been doing their sport um, for the ten thousand hours, you know, whatever it is, like since they were four or five years old. So, so much of what they do is 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 lo- uh, locked up in their muscle memory. Yeah. Um, which is like right. kind of a different thing to your brain. You know, like I say, you know, you train with boxers, um, and they cannot hit pads for ten years, but they'll still destroy um, destroy pads and destroy any punter who's who's never. Same boxed or trained um, twenty high degree. Exact same theory, mm. which was um, they didn't have me in the gym. They didn't have me doing physiotherapy. They didn't have me doing exercises. They had me surfing, mm. doing heats. That's what I knew. I'd done it for twenty years, so that was that was they they tailored my recovery to wow. where my my life, and that was. That was the recovery wasn't to, hey, Owen's got a perfect brain. Yeah. It was, hey, Owen can do the things that he used to do. And that's good. It's the f- <laughs> So surfing, it's so funny. Surfing was the first thing to come back and then everything flowed on from there. Everything flowed on from there. That's fascinating, yeah, man. Yeah. That and is that, really that, fascinating. Yeah. And, and, but that's the exact theory that like you said. There's muscle memory. There's those things that, that can happen. And, and uh, you need to go and put yourself in those places to let those things come back. Go back to your kind of the thing you're most confident at, the thing that you understand uh, the best, and then the rest of your brain and cognitive uh, functions will start to kind of rehabilitate and, and yep. get their own memory back off the basis of what you do best. That's fucking mind-blowing. Spot on. But I had great doctors. Like mm. I said, absolutely mm. great doctors. On the day, um, you make the final, and on the other side of the draw, you Best mates <laughs> sort of cruised his way through and and wound up there with you tripping. <laughs> did <laughs> did um you know did was there a sense of relief that it was Wilco in that final like before you even paddled out where you just like oh thank God I can just have fun now or or were you was Micro just going get in there and fucking rip his head off and then doing the same thing in Wilco's ear. Oh. No, I just you know, because like like you say, you kind of you don't know where you are. You're, you're walking around backstage. Michael, it's all so emotional. Michael's there going, oh, Wilco, he can't think. Get him to think. Wilco, <laughs> oh, just tipping you off in, on coming, each other's coming, weaknesses. Coming, yeah, no, nah, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, that I drew, I drew all my good mates: Connor, Mick, That's Gabby, right. Wilco. Wow. No oh, way. that, that, that is cosmic. And actually, the Mick heat in that comp yeah, was. Unbelievable! That and was that was two guys really yeah. teeing off on each other. Yeah, talk to us he about not. that heat. What do you remember about that? He did not. Like, I mean, if you want to, the best thing about getting your mates, I think, is that they know not to take it easy. But like, the best thing well, they can do for you is try and flog you, right? Well, yeah, I felt I felt at ease too because it was like, oh, he's going to try and flog me. I know that, and yeah. I'm try and flog him. I know that. Like, it's it was like a comfortable, competitive space that I was in because they were like, I've competed against them, and I know that's. The, the, that's that's the go. That's what's happening. Uh, the Mick heat was um, 
you know, like I don't have all the clearest memories of it all, yeah. but it's um, they were tight heats. Every time I I've watched it back, and it they were oh like he does it. He does a stall you, into was, a barrel. Yeah, even the heat with you, it was like yeah, it was like at the end or something. Right at the yeah. end, and then yeah. heat with Mick was right at the end, like one exchange, and the same in the final with Wilco, it was last exchange. Yeah, and I just got the upper side of it. But how how like so so basically you'd been surfing through against your mates the whole comp. So by the time it was Wilco, it, it wasn't like oh, unreal. I can relax. You were like, all right, it's even, it's, it's even tougher now. <laughs> well, like I had been, it's almost like it helped me surf better again because it was like another familiar place I'd been. The amount of finals and heats and things I've done with Wilco is such like a muscle memory that it's it's like a. I don't know how to beat this guy. It's easy. <laughs> No, just like it's a familiar place. Oh, I'm right at home here. Like, yeah, your brain's you're... off of the fairies, but your your body's just going darts, darts. It's Wilco, whether darts, you... darts. <laughs> whether you're losing or winning, it's you're like, oh, I know this spot. Classic, mate. <laughs> that Jeez, a, that's that, cool. That was a cool. That was a cool event. Yeah, the pinnacle, mate. It was a cool, cool event to just to be there and watch. It was, yeah, one of the best, one of the most emotional uh, sporting events I can really think of. Number Number one in the life and times of the Big O, winning Chopes in the gaff just last year, 2019. Uh, I mean, it was an event that pumped from beginning to end, and you seal the deal in the last five minutes under Medina's party. <laughs> Very good. Well played. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Yeah. But, uh, man, I mean, fuck. How important was this event to you? You mentioned, uh, you know, it was at the... Winning snap was the start of your journey and, and Chopes was uh, the end of Well, you know, I guess the end of it. Yeah. That's what it felt like. The recovery journey. The recovery journey. Since mm. then, it's just been improvement. Wow. Yeah. So that was the end of uh, the end of a phase. It was, I, I passed my test uh, a week before getting on the plot, getting on the flight and, um, and then got over there and, and yeah, that was the, that was the event that I felt like I was like this. I'm done with that chapter. That's done. And, wow, um, what a feeling that must have been! Oh, mate, I was over the moon too. Like, just that just felt for me like the the place that I wanted to win my whole career. Mm. Um, I'd got second and second and third and fifth and third and second, <laughs> and um, yeah, just that 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 last day and and woke up and I started the morning with the ten. So mm. I felt like I was like, yeah, I'm I'm rolling. This was that through. with Michelle? Is that um, that was the afternoon before. I think we had a couple high nines, both oh, of us. Geez, yeah. that was a heat. That, that was, was a monstrous heat. An yeah. absolute melter of a heat. So yeah. the Berez heat, the round, uh, round of 16 heat, that was the day before, was it? That was the day before. It was really ugly. That oh, was so hectic. It was monstro. Yeah. Berez uh, cops one of the worst beatings I've ever seen in a CT event in that heat. Gets Oh, mate. And, I'll then, tell and then fucking follows it up by packing one of the heaviest... Pits I've ever just seen. Like, yeah, oh, get oh, what's, blown out of and it. it's it's funny, isn't it? Like, what's it like to have Michelle in a heat in that sort of surf in Tahiti? Because you're not just up against one man; you're up against the entire island. Mm. You're up against everyone in the channel. You've got like basically, like, you've, you've got you know everyone there wanting him to do well. Even guys who are surfing in the event and probably not in that heat are, are, are hoping for him. You know. Yeah, like I've had so many free surfs with him and just gone, you're an absolute maniac. Mm. And he is. He's the one of the loosest 
blokes you've ever met as far as charging goes. Yeah. And he, he, I knew that if a wave was going to come through, he wasn't going to pull back. There's waves. There, there wasn't that heat while it was particularly full on. It didn't, the sets didn't go unridden. Mm. In other heats, there was a couple, oh, we'll yeah. let that one up. They look like tow waves. The ones he paddles don't really look like the kinds of waves people seem to paddle. I knew he was going to go. <laughs> and the first one, like, he kind of loses his fins and just goes straight oh. into the lip. And he's pretty much yeah. sitting on his board. Like, it looks oh, like it's between yeah. his nuts. Yeah, man. I, I knew I knew he was out for it, eh? Like, I just I knew those sets are going to come through and he was going to go. I was like, oh, God, I've just got to match this. Like, I've got to be right there. Um, and I, I often took just the wave straight behind it. Just like, I was like, I've got to stay in this, like, headspace of, like, turn and go. Um, and I think, you know, he got the wave and would have got the, he got the score he needed. But I followed him on the wave behind it, which was a thick, ugly beast too, and, and just bettered my score, which put me just a touch back in front. It was just one of them heats. Yeah, the blowout on that one. Oh, man. That, it's worth a rewatch, Swellians. Uh, jump online and just have a squeeze at the whole heat because it's as good as pro surfing gets, really. Mm. We're talking about just how psyched you get when they're packing it and uh, no one's packing it. But what about – what is, is there war stories associated with a heat like that? Is, that? is that a heat you can get back to the boat and you both sort of talk about it or do you have to give each other space? Just curious to know because – you know, when you, when you listen to uh, – there's so many podcasts on, on sport now and even, um, you know, The Last Dance with the, the Jordan Docker. You just It's so interesting to hear the mechanics of the thinking, of the battle, of what's going on in those heats. Have you had a chance to talk to Michelle about it? Well, I haven't had a chance to talk to him about it, but I, I, I had this feeling like he put his absolute everything mm. into that heat and he got a bee's dick short. And I, I feel like that it hurt, you know, that definitely hurt. And I felt – Slightly, a little bit like, oh, shit. Like, he did get the biggest wave of the heat and go absolutely loony. Mm. But I had two waves. Mm. And it, it was just like that classic, like, to switch, you know, like, well, it's not one wave, it's two. And, and that was the only thing that, like, put me in front. But he did, like, I felt like, well, he's the, the he, I felt like he was the champ of that heat because mm. of the wave that he went. Yeah, right. Um, I remember him turning and going, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Don't <laughs> come out! Wow! Holy steaked potatoes, wow. Batman! Are you and kidding me? Yeah, it was a beast of a wave. Couldn't believe it. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, I, I'm just. I can't imagine the headspace you're in in a contest. I mean, is there? Are you even a bit more willing to throw caution to the wind when you've got the contest jersey on? I mean, yeah, for sure. Like uh, the only thing that made me throw caution to the wind that day too is the helmet. Like mm. I just, I seen that swell coming and I was scrounging that island going, someone who's got a helmet. And I was messaging a few of the, um, a few of the local lads and hitting them up. Like who's got a helmet? One was too small. Um, Cooley Vass helmet was too small. Ended up getting, ended up getting a helmet the exact same as that. And, and, uh, and that's what helped me in that heat with, with Berez. Like he went in that first wave and I didn't even, I didn't even stay to watch what if he made that wave. I'd already started paddling for the next wave. Mm, like wow. I, I was like, I've got to go this wave. It's no, no. I didn't know where I was in the lineup or nothing. It's just that's what you got to do in those heats. And talk us through the wave. I mean, uh, it's a serious hurdle for a lot of competitors on the world tour. You know, Philippe Toledo. It's been a big roadblock in his world title aspirations. I mean, what what do people do wrong out there? What do they have trouble with? Um, yeah, what were the the hurdles for you early on in your career out there? Um, 
Uh, early on, I it was it was not seeing not seeing double ups, not seeing the, under, the ones that go underneath, mm. and um, and I learnt the hard way. I was in the final and lost to Kelly through wave waves that went underneath me. Um, I was waiting for the sets, and and um, that's what switched the tables against Medina. Yeah, exactly. So there's like those kind of more west double up ones that that just miss out the back a bit, and they just miss. They don't. They just don't hit the reef, and they just go into the next reef. And uh, I was sitting good ten meters inside of Gabby, and it kind of looks like I'm sitting where you're gonna catch a wave on the head. Mm. Yeah, and I remember looking back then at Kelly going, "What are you sitting there for? Like, mm. that's stupid. <laughs> mm. Not stupid. Yeah, no. he won." <laughs> Fuck, that thing is such a premium nugget to the one you win the comp on. It's uh, as dreamy of a chopes and wave. And it's not small at all. No. It's not. No, it's I mean, not I'm not tiny, saying I got it, but like it's, it's after uh, the, yeah, I was going to say, after the, you know, an afternoon like the Michelle heat and stuff, are you paddling out on that day with, to everyone else in the world, it still looks like it's just going to, you know, bust you up and shatter you into a billion pieces. But uh, is it a little bit sort of more enjoyable? Oh, what do you, oh, uh, like, wave, Chopes is going to bust you up, like, <laughs> yeah, and you're going to, you're going these waves, like, to get busted up, pretty much, like, mm. you want to either, if you're making it with these, you're not getting an eight, you, like, the judging these days, it's like, oh, six, five, seven, and any the only wave you're getting a big score, like, you've got to put yourself right. Especially with, there, like, yeah. if you, it's like if you're, like, barely... If you just come out the end, that's when you get like an eight. Mm. That's it, eh? Yeah, if you're like, as soon as you're like dragging, they're like, yeah, five. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how deep you get, if you're not like going into it with speed, there's no way you're going to get anything higher than a six. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's not, it's not an easy, like that wave. It's like not, not one of them ones where you're like, oh, sick, I'm just going to relax. Like get this take off here. Mm. <laughs> no, it's just intense till the end, eh? Yeah. <laughs> And yet Medina, somehow, he manages to... I was watching that comp and he's kind of picking... They're a bit more tapery, you know? He doesn't really go the West ones. Is that a fair fair comment? I mean, I guess he has to go a few to get through the the heats that he makes. But, uh, I mean, in the final, I feel like he's kind of not going the fucking square ones. In that final? Yeah. Um, well, generally, like a lot, he gets like really long pits out there that aren't like those kind of more square West nuggets. I don't know. Maybe I'm tripping. Oh, look, he's good out there. Mm. Like, I think that was the time when we were kind of going, oh, what's he going to do? You know, how's he going to go at Chopes? And what's what's the go? Like, that, this is going to be a telltale sign, so to speak. Um, kind of like what, what we do to Philippe when he paddles out there. Mm. And um, Gabby just wiped the floor with that. He won the big, biggest year. Yeah. Mm. Like, yeah, that's true. So for me, I, I, like, mm. he's surfing that wave in a particular way that he's trying to win. Mm. Oh, I think mm. he doesn't come off. He just seems to make uh, so many. Of his ways, yeah, I was going to say that the amazing thing about him is he just he'll just cruise and do his thing and get those long running ones where he gets so much tube time that it makes like a big West Bowl look kind of ordinary because it's just not enough time in the tube. So you compare the two and you go, well, you got to pay the the long one. And then, but when he needs to, like uh, you know, in that final, I think it was against Kelly that mm-hmm. you know that the final had kind of gone down in the semi with John, John and Kelly, and he just paddled out and. Then he started packing it. I, I think that was the first. He fell off a wave in the final. He hadn't right. fallen off one until then. So true. He did. Uh, he did everything he needs to. Do. He just does what he needs to do. He's the, he's the ultimate weapon. Mm. Oh he's yeah, he's a weapon. 
But then again, but then again, you see him at Pipe and that he does the same thing. Oh, he's like, unbelievable. He's another at Pipe. Yeah, kind of I mean, like everyone's like before that, like you said, I was was like, you know, oh, how's he going to go at Chubbs and mm. wipes a foot at Chubbs and it's like, how's he going to go at Pipe? What wipes a foot at Pipe? Yeah. it's like, well, yeah, he's a fucking. Oh, he's the real deal, no yeah. doubt about it. I guess, uh, I mean, Chubbs just has a square nightmarish quality to it that no other wave on the planet does, and. It's just never been a happy hunting ground for Brazilians. I mean, Medina's the first to do good out there. I, I think guess Bruno, uh, Santos. Bruno Santos. Yeah, yeah. Well, but it was a tiny year that year, wasn't it? Mm, yeah, but I mean, he's it's it's like uh, and he's only four foot two. I swear, every wave he packs <laughs> looks like it's ten foot. It's <laughs> funny, like you, it's you an look at illusion. You look at guys who who are uh, oh man get on the honor rolls, and it's it's like well when they put it, it's like Pagey one pipeline when it was three foot. You know, Robbie Page, uh, I think it was eighty seven and. The years, the, the sessions he put out at Pipeline over the course of his career, he's, his name deserves to be on there. Yeah. And Gabby's the kind of the same as that, I think. Oh, yeah. Bruno Bruno is as well. And um, I'm yeah. just looking for something, you know, just a little... No, well, I, you're, not, you're not wrong, <laughs> though. To, I mean, Just it's, trying it's, to get at him somewhere. Well, it's, it's hang it on Felipe, mate. Because like yeah, he, he's Felipe. the guy with everything to prove, and he probably will because he's that good. But yeah. uh, it's totally. just it's, it's just wild though. It's just building now. It's yeah. building on him. I mean, like you what know, does Gabby he have to do? He... flick that. Gabby flicked it instantly. Yeah, like mm. you know, Felipe's got it hanging on him heavily. And then he went and packed that big one and just got fucking rinsed. Like that just got so <laughs> shredded. It's like that's quite. I feel like he's even like more in the hole now than uh, before he went that one. Uh, it's an interesting you... one, man. I like you know this this. Uh, this whole new system and how it plays out is going to be interesting. But it's not like guys who who uh, don't charge haven't been world titles, world champions. You know, there's guys who have just done it on numbers and being competitive and doing all that. And fair, Medina's fair definitely enough. out of that, out of that out category. Of that. If yeah, it feels like. No, for sure. Now it's time for a segment we like to call. That's how every every American just walks down the street making those noises. You guys, (laughs) mate, I've been to Texas. I don't know what it's like there. That's exactly (laughs) what it sounds like. Can't tell the difference between a cattle drive and just going to the shopping centres down that way. Mm, mm. What's happening? It's one and the same thing, trying <laughs> to make your way to the uh, shopping aisles down there. Some big rigs down Texas way, Todd Prod, I'll tell you. It's very true. Mm. I'm, the only, I'm the only American vegetarian. Everyone else just inhales ribs all day. It's <laughs> good. Inhales ribs and uh, eats snowflakes in them southern states. Truth. Truth. Mm. What's happening, Smithy? What's yeah, happening, Todd, Todd? What's going on in the land of stars and bars, mate? Uh, Rumble at the ranch this weekend. Is it better to have competitive surfing in a pool or no competitive surfing at all? <laughs> I think that somebody once described the surf ranch as being like a Segway. Like it's it's fun to ride, but nobody wants to see you do it. And maybe that's a little bit harsh. Like just because I think that sometimes it can be entertaining when like someone's doing like a corrupt flip or when like Albie Layer's trying to do a double alley-oop. But I'd say that's definitely the exception and not the rule. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I mean, like we've, we've seen two of these events so far or maybe how many is it? Three now. But I think that like the one good thing from the ranch contest has been the, uh, like the leaderboard format. 
You know where it's like everyone just is trying to get a high score and the high scores are all ranked against each other rather than like head-to-head eats? Like that seems like a pretty cool idea, but I don't I don't think they're even doing that in this contest. They're doing like a team format, so Yeah. I think they they may have killed the best part of that event. Right. And you mentioned doing corrupt flips and uh, you know, big punts and some of the stuff we've seen go down at Waco and these other wave pools has been uh Fucked up, to put it mildly. Mm. But, uh, I mean, we're not really seeing that at Slater's pool. It doesn't really allow for those kinds of manoeuvres, does it? It's, it's, I guess it's a, it's a problem of form more oh. than anything else, isn't what it, about, What about the, uh, the number of waves? Do we know if we can crank a few more sets out uh, in a shorter space of time? Would those little wedges start creating a few more opportunities for uh, more exciting surfing? What's going on there? Because when we were there... Todd, you, you and I have been. Smithy hasn't. Just mm. thought I'd uh, remind mm. everyone of that. Just, but, just rub that in. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a long wait between waves. Yeah, that was a very long, stressful wait. I think that uh, for the best surfers in the world, it's probably less stressful. Actually, maybe it's more stressful. I don't know. Because it's like you just know that that's like literally like your only opportunity. But um, I mean, yeah, the wave is like I think that for the average surfer who wants to go get barreled, that's like one of the sickest creations in like the history of the world. But I think that if you're trying to create a venue for good performance surfing, it's like Albie Lair, you know, like him and Josh Kerr went to the wave and they tried to like tweak it and create kind of more of a launch ramp. But I mean, there's a reason that we don't see the clips from the surf ranch that we see from Waco, you know? Mm. Mm. Well, I'm just looking at the, uh, the attendees for the event. We've got, the GOAT, of course, Kelly Slater, Carissa Moore, Philippe Toledo, Caroline Marks, Chloe Andino, Sage Erickson, Adriano D'Souza, Connor Coffin, Coco Ho, Alyssa Spencer, Kira Pinkerton, Tatiana Weston Webb, and Seth Moniz. Mm. That's the complete lineup of talent. I'm leaning towards any surfing's better than no surfing, Smithy. I'm like, you know, when the footy wasn't on, I was like, Dead set, ready to just headbutt walls because I was just needing to see something, some mm, sort, of, mm, some mm. form of combative, you, mm. you know, attitude. Yeah, if you don't see, you know, brain injuries happening. What do you say? People rip in and cut each other in half, maybe. That's right. If you don't see brain injuries happening, you got to inflict one on yourself. So I don't know. I'm, I'm all for it. I mean, we've got to see something. Pro surfing has to give us something, right? I mean, there's the Australian Grand Slam has been announced uh, that you know was hopefully going to give us some uh, pro surfing down here in Australia. I think an event at. Uh, North, no, South Strati. Yeah, I think it's and South And then uh, one at Margaret's. But like the way the COVID thing's going down here at the moment, there's almost no chance that's going to happen. Are we like, going back? Are we just going into some retro grade era of C kind of regional contests? Is that the best that pro surfing can cough I, up at I the moment? I hope so, mate. Bring back Jai Gofton. Bring back the Majimba Flyer. What do you <laughs> think about the Majimba Flyer making a return to competitive surfing on our screens, Todd Pod? <laughs> I, I, I just I just wish that at least in America, I wish they had just done it at Lowers, you know? Like Lowers is like fun like every day. It would be sick to see like all all the surfers that you listed for the ranch contest. It would just be ten times more fun to see them there. Mm. But um but I mean what like it's funny because it's like the WSL is the only game in town and the ranch is like what they can do right now. So <laughs> I mean we're gonna watch it regardless, you know. I mean we've got no shortage of you know fucked up waves of mortal coniquence uh, all over this continent. And, you know, the waves are pumping. It's been one of the, the great winters on record. Mm. I don't see any reason why we couldn't, you know, start staging these kind of more regional style uh, pay-per-view contests if it needs to be pay-per-view, which 
probably not in favour of because I'm a you know pretty skint. But why not you know take it to to Nalu or uh, mm. you know Shark Island? Let's go back to let's have another Shark think, Island challenge. Let's uh, your voodoo or these are the, the changes. Box. These are the changes that have been put through already. So like we're, we're going to have now with the WSL changes uh, a three tiered system. So we've got a regional tour, and then that feeds into the challenger series, and then that feeds into the world tour. So mm. we are going to see a lot more regional events, and we're going to see a lot more homegrown heroes having a fucking crack, maybe, which okay. I'm frothing about. Right. It's not just a pathway for the juniors. It's mm. like for any great surfer to get on there. Who are you looking forward to seeing in those new regional tours, mate? Because there'd be a few names who aren't sort of, you know, the up-and-coming Groms who uh, would love a shot at some of these bigger names and, and possibly a start on the Challenger Series. Jeez, I don't know. I mean, I feel like the people who... I, I honestly don't follow like the the minor league competitive surfing very closely like basically unless you're like knocking at the door of the world tour like i'm not really paying attention what about joe kramer i think i think he's got a shot the gork tour, on there mate. for sure a couple of gorkin flips love him couple of couple of gator bugs couple of gorda gorkin flips be great yeah love it I mean, it would be good to have some more face tattoos on tour. That's for sure. What? Sorely missed, isn't it, Todd? And what about neck beards? What about neck beards? Is Shane Beshin a chance to get back on, uh, you know, the regional tour, hit the Challenger Series, and maybe take on his old foe, the Goat, in another rematch at uh, Huntington Beach? <laughs> Can I ask you, were it's you like, at the beach like that a... day? Were you at the beach that day where Kelly started the final by snaking Beshin, uh, east versus west coast? East Coaster does the big snake right in the first minutes of the final. No, and no. And it's all over. No, no. Vaughn, Todd was the guy who flashed the crowd who kicked the ride off. Ah, getting the titties out on you, Toddy. <laughs> I, uh, do you remember that, Definitely. Day, that final? That was me. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't actually hear. Are you talking about Huntington? Yeah. I think there was a pretty famous final uh, right at the height of the Beshin Slater rivalry, which only lasted a year or two. But, um, yeah, there was a, a I mean, I would have been like, where they I would have been like, like, Three years old. Oh God, <laughs> am I that old? You know what I, you know what I love just as much as watching pro <laughs> surfers battle it out in you know waves of mortal coniquence. That seeing them grovel and paddle all over each other in one foot slop, yes. just uh, you know seeing veins pulsing in their forehead and the cortisol levels going through the roof. I wouldn't, you know, I could easily watch that. Just let's just, I know it's the uh, it's the summer over there in America at the moment. So, uh, you know, just mm. send them out into dribble exactly, and watch mate. them sweat and stress and fret. It's great viewing. And a call out to any HB Swellians or uh, Californian Swellians who were at the beach. Send us a, uh, a voice message on the uh, Insta DM about your memories of that epic final where Slater did the dog act and just ruined the final for everyone who was frothing for the Cali kid. Send it to us. We'll run it. <laughs> What else is going there, on over there, mate? There's just something in the, wa- in the water in Huntington. I mean, it wasn't just that one year. Like, there was riots again. And I want to say it was, like, the early 2010s, like, 2011 20, or 2012. And I was there at that one. And I remember it was so crazy because people were, like, throwing bricks and, like, like through storefront windows and tearing out stop signs. And everyone was, like, uh, Instagramming each other doing it. Because this was before people knew, like, what the hell social media was. And so everyone's just putting, like, this stuff out there. And, of course, like, they got arrested for it. Is that because Brett Simpson didn't get – he got robbed in a heat and the whole place just lit up and went mad and then he won the next two in a row? Yes. Is that what happened? Or they just so pent up over watching people (laughs) grovel one-foot waves, they just had to let it all out. (laughs) 
There, there are no fans that are more passionate than Brett Simpson's fans. So yeah. oh, it's true. Right. They're famous. The there are, yeah. I've run into a couple of packs of them, marauding packs of Brett Simpo fans. No, uh, Brett Simpson's the uh, American head coach now, right? For the Olympics, if that he is, happens. yeah, for the Olympics. Mm. It basically goes, uh, you know, Millwall United fans, uh, you know, Leeds United mm. fans, Aston Villa fans. Brett Simpson fans. They're mm. that fucking psycho. He's the bad boy of the world tour. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. All right, well, um, what else have we got happening over there, mate? What's, what's news from uh, the surfer office? Are you guys in the uh, office? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's funny, man. It's like, it's, it's kind of hard to even talk about pro surfing right now with everything that's going on. Like, cause whatever you've heard about America right now, I promise you it's much worse. Uh, <laughs> Mm. So it, well, it looks pretty fucked up from where I'm sitting. So, she's uh, <laughs> Louise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got we've got federal goons like kidnapping people in Portland. They're shooting rubber bullets at moms. Trump Trump is talking about postponing the election. Basically, what I'm getting at is like I'm in the market for an Australian visa. So, if you guys know anybody at the well, consulate office, finally enough, happen, mate. Be, Smitty was just dope. saying that he hasn't had a girlfriend the entire COVID. Uh, period, and uh, he's looking for a partner. So maybe you two could hook up and yeah, get keep... that green card happening. Yeah, that's right. Uh, love is love, Todd. Let's get that green card, man. Yeah, man. I love you. Well. Are we actually putting a shout maybe out? Are we putting a shout out right now, Smivy, to uh, any swelliettes out there? Or, yeah, or fucking Smithy's no. looking wanna... for a bit of the old in out in out. So uh... <laughs> uh, we're serious. Hit us on the DM. The Rona season has been S- brutal. Swipe right. For the dating. <laughs> Swipe right on Smithy. <laughs> swipe right on Gath. You see this? You see this? Swipe right. Ah, classic. So hard to th- keep your mind on surfing, mate, but has there been any developments over there that yeah, uh, the- Australians, Australians, the greatest sporting nation on earth, is there anything we need to know? Uh, I'll just do some shameless plugging. How about that? I'll, okay. I'm going to plug. Yeah. We've got, <laughs> we've got uh, so I'm not sure if you guys have seen our Quiver series. You don't have to have seen it to know exactly what it is because every quiver piece has been the same since the beginning of time. So it's funny because like, I don't think there's, there's anything like original about doing quivers pieces, but I just love them so much because like, I think that like as surfers, we just like obsess over what everyone rides, especially if like someone's in just like some weird stuff where they have a trippy style. Um, and so the the most recent one that will be out by the time this pod comes out is with Dane Gadowskis, who's definitely one of America's most beloved free surfers. And he's got such a rad quiver. He breaks down his boards kind of in terms of like how they generate speed, which is a pretty interesting way to do it, I think. So he starts with this like super slow total tanker of a single fin hole that he, I think he like found it in a landfill or something. And then he ends up talking about a couple different boards and like ending with this like totally flat four foot asymmetrical board from Donald Brink, who's like just a really amazing shaper. If you guys uh, aren't familiar with his work, he's a South African dude who lives in San Clemente and just makes the trippiest, coolest boards that, that actually work really well. What about- but it just looks like a, this like lunch tray from outer space, which is, is pretty sick. So. Was there any uh, big cloud break uh, or Mavs rhino chases in there? Because he's a closet psycho, Dane Gooding. He was oh, one of the man. standouts on that uh, 2012 swell at cloud break. Mm-hmm. He's underrated. Yeah, super underrated. He doesn't break. He doesn't break down any of those boards in the video. I think he's like kind of sticking to the stuff that he's been like writing this summer. So it's kind of like more like a typical California quiver. But I've been into his garage before and seen like the like nine twos and 
like the giant rhino chasers and like yeah it's funny because he's like he's such like this goofball dude but if you put him in a heavy situation like he's just gonna absolutely send it Mm. which is really cool i mean there's like there's not really that many american surfers who are like that capable in big waves and small you know it's such a crazy thing too to stand next to one of those nine twos and you look at a board like that and you're like the scale of it's all out of wacky like what kind of a wave would you ever ride this on and that's when you start really tripping out Mm. but uh tell me is dane gudang really that happy or is it just shtick for the camera i mean surely he schwitzes at the call operator after (laughs) spending 45 minutes uh on hold to verizon or whoever it is you know is he, is he really that happy? Really yeah, that I think it's so funny. I, I think he probably gets asked that question like in some form like every day. But he's just honestly, he's just like a, he's just, he's like a double rainbow. You know, he's just like a bright beam of sunshine. Oh, come on. You, you, you're, you're telling me he's never, he's never abused a barista after a bad brew? He's never, he's never he faded t- a think... teenage girl at lower trestles before? Come on. I, I think, I think he tips 25% on, on every cup of coffee. I think he's a stellar dude. Right. I don't think you're going to find any cracks in that. In not going to find any dirt? Well, I mean, the Gold Cone Piece Award winner always finds some dirt. Patent at, uh, Tanner are no different, right? You, put, you meet those guys and it's just fucking shiny pearly whites as far as the eye can see. It's, uh... it, it makes a lot of sense if like you meet their parents. Like mm. Their dad, Tom, is just like a super legend too. And I think that like... Yeah, that's that's like partially genetic or something. Is it genetic? Is it uh, some of that orange sunshine acid they've been uh, <laughs> scoffing? Is that part of this uh, part of this equation? That sounds like that and sounds I, believable. And how's, I mean, how are their helps. positive vibes going in the current climate? I mean, they must have the fucking blinds drawn. <laughs> it's a nightmare in that joint, isn't it? <laughs> the delusional positivity of the the Goudangs and uh, orange sunshine LSD. <laughs> I mean, keeping an upbeat, yeah. uh, an upbeat, you know, mana about you during this tough time in America. I mean, uh, what to make of it all? It's just one of the grandest schmozzles ever. I mean, Jeff Bezos made 17 bill the other day. Yep. What chump change, Warren? Single days labor. I don't think he packed a single box, did he, Bezos? No, no. Not one. Unbelievable. But uh, yet, you've got Strange times. skyrocketing unemployment and uh, people coughing up lungs, coughing out lungs. Mm. But uh, the Goodangs are still keeping a keeping a positive frame of mind, and that's what's important. I think we could all do with taking a leaf out of their book. I'll have what they're having. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, leaf soaked in orange sunshine acid sounds great. Excellent, excellent. Um, anything else, Todd Prod? Yeah, uh, there's there's one other thing that I was going to mention, which is um, you know we've got this this piece that there were the series that we're starting next week, which is called "Whose Coast Are You Surfing?" and it's basically it's a written series. Um, about kind of the indigenous histories of different surf zones in America. Um, you know, it's crazy. Like as a kid growing up in San Diego, like I don't remember any teachers talking about like the Kumeyaay Native Americans who lived along the coast here before the Spanish arrived. But, you know, with the recent Supreme Court case that named half of Oklahoma as tribal land, you know, it got us really like thinking about uh, indigenous histories in America um, and kind of like, how much we like a lot of us don't know about those histories. And so for the first piece, I'm talking to this guy, Ethan Benegas, who's uh, the Kumeyaay tribe historian about their history along the San Diego coast and some of the original like place names of our favorite surf spots today. And, um, you know, it feels like really important to be talking about uh, Kumeyaay history and, and indigenous rights right now, because 
the Trump administration is uh, trying to build his his border wall, and it goes straight through Kumeyaay ancestral land. And so there have been all these activists here in San Diego who have been going to the build sites. They're like holding prayer ceremonies and you know getting sprayed with water for blocking the heavy equipment for coming in. Um, and these people, you know, they're supposed to be consulted about the site uh, before construction started. But the Army Corps of Engineers apparently just said that for national security reasons, uh, they didn't have to do that this time, which is like totally fucked. That's a bloody outrage. Um, so anyway, by, by the time this podcast comes out, uh, the first part of the series should be live on surfer.com. Um, and there'll be links and stuff. So if anyone wants to like learn more about what's happening or maybe like donate to the Kumia groups who are like resisting that, uh, that would be huge. So you should check that out. Yeah. Fucking earth. I can actually tell you a bit about the, uh, indigenous history along Australian coastlines. If you want to Google up, uh, the bloody history of Australian waves by the two-time Gold Cone Peace Award winner himself. Mm. And uh, basically it involved inbred convicts and aristocratic pommies throwing First Nation people off cliffs, poisoning their waterholes, burying women and children up to their necks and kicking their fucking heads off. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's how it went down in Australia. And we still haven't come to terms with that as a nation. We just tell them to get over it. Forget about it. Mm. It's all in the past, but yet we've never acknowledged it, Vaughn. And mate, we, we live in, like, the most... Beautiful surf rich coat. I mean, especially after the last few months, just paying like a little bit, just taking a little bit of time out, you know, especially up here. We've got Bunjalung people, uh, Gumbanga people from uh, around the Coffs region, then Dungutty as you go further down. And all of these areas have just been so incredibly pumping. Mm. And yet, how many, you know, how many of us have stopped and actually just given a little bit of a a moment's thanks to mm. the uh, original custodians of the land who enjoyed it for 60,000 years, probably more, mm. before we came along. Getting coned out of their dials, microdosing DMT and acacia. They were killing it. kidding me? Yeah. Such uh, yeah, It's a, it's well, a good the, thing, mate. That's guys, a wonderful story. I'm looking forward to seeing mm. that. In, in Australia, you guys, there's been like a lot of progress there in terms of like uh, like reverting to indigenous place names and stuff like that. Like, aren't, aren't there like cities and towns that have been oh, yeah. like renamed? Like the Bunjalung rest uh, stop on the highway. <laughs> yeah. Nah, not really. They, I mean, oh, really? <laughs> Rastovich was actually pushing hard. Uh, he, he started uh, getting on board with a campaign that was, was really looking at doing that, especially around surf spots. Ah, in fact, we actually have uh, something that I'm going to – Quickly flash up on the screen now. This is a new initiative. We're very proud here at Ain't That Swell to get behind Culture Up Signs of Respect. Now, basically, uh, this is if you we'll, we'll flash the uh, the link up on the screen, but uh, what it is is a website where you can print out uh, different signs uh, which relate to the indigenous land that you're on and you can put them out the front of your house so you know a big part of uh, the problem in australia is that there's a, a very awkward divide between white and black in this country where people you know they might mean well but they just use the wrong words and the wrong language and don't really know how to show solidarity so this is basically designed to get around that um you know do you know that less than one in five australians know the name of first nations land their home is on um these are some of the the stats from the from culture up but yeah it's a great idea so basically uh any punter can uh 
go on this website, print out a sign and just stick a stake in the ground on their front lawn and acknowledge the land that they're on. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Which is what it's all about. I mean, isn't it? It's it, it's acknowledging. Just, ign- well, just it's not just acknowledging. Call the fucking it's not just spade a spade. It's like, like it's making a, a tiny little bit of effort that will actually educate every single person who walks past that land. It's mm. it's like it's it's a tiny step, but it's an important step because every bit of information then feeds into a bigger and greater understanding. Yeah, and just to be real, like this country is a debacle in its relationship with indigenous people. There's uh I think we're debating at the moment the the lawmakers in the country are debating whether to continue locking up uh 10-year-old aboriginal kids like the that's the minimum age that uh you can be sent to prison and I think it's something like 70% of all juvenile um detention Kids are Aboriginal uh, and 10, 10 is actually too young to join Facebook, but it's old enough to get locked up in this country. So, and then if you go up into the adult, uh, adult prison system, again, it's like you know, 27% of the total prison population is Aboriginal, but they make up only 2% of the population. So, I mean, it's just it, – it's the prison industrial complex that we've inherited from America uh, at play here. And, in fact, we have uh, – Per capita, more prisoners in private prisons than in America. So, um, you know, America brought that system here and we've uh, gobbled it up like the cock-sucking, pathetic, dismal, <laughs> micro-capitalist fuckwits that we are. Sycophantic fucking... America just has a lot of really great exports, Jelly bodies we've become. America! 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 Australia! Australia! <laughs> On that note, seems like a, a perfect uh, outro right there. <laughs> Love you, Todd. Love you. And uh, good to see you, mate. And we actually do wish all our very best to, uh, you know, all our friends over there in the States. Uh, I know, like, you know, like you said, Smithy, it's not like uh, anyone wants to be in this situation. The shit's that's going down. It's been a long time coming. But, you know, we just send all our... Well wishes to yeah. uh, the surfers. Well, good good luck to you guys over there too. Solidarity, oneness, and fucking stick it to the man. <laughs> Back in it. See you, brother. Cool. See you guys. Um, Smithy, let's get some questions. You might want to put the helmet on for this, Owen. Ask us a question. We'll tell you no lie. <laughs> Ask us a question, we'll tell you no lie. All right, we're putting it to the Swillians, boys. And uh, there's been plenty. There has been plenty, so we're going to strap right in. Uh, Here we go. Oh, I found this photo of, uh, it's a selfie of Johnny Boy Games, by the way. I don't know if you can see that. We might chuck it up on the screen, but he's looking good. Looking unbelievable. That's me. What a specimen. Okay, this one's from Brady Hillier. And uh, it's for Owen. And he says, uh, how is it juggling fatherhood and a surfing career in the new normal we're all facing? You're an inspiration, mate. Oh, thanks, mate. So I guess he's saying, you know, how is it being a father who's used to traveling nine months of the year and not having to deal with your kids to uh, (laughs) coming home and being stuck inside with them all day? Oh, yeah, the start was definitely testing. Just like, <laughs> like I definitely had a big appreciation for my wife there as far as, you know, they, they are, they are, yeah, they all day, every day. And, and the beginning, I was like, yeah. This yeah, is they a, loving it. I was loving it. I was eating it up. And then there was just some times I'm like, 
I just need to sit down, mate. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, mate. No, there's no foot off the gas. I, I don't want to play toys right now, but can, can I sit down? But um, yeah, that was that. I mean, man, I loved having the family time, and and luckily enough, I didn't really do much juggling because the surfing stopped. Mm. So I just was dad life and and um, yeah, enjoyed yeah, it. Any uh, any it didn't any, any big gossip to report? <laughs> Fuck nah. Nothing. <laughs> Just sticking with the fur babies for now. There's a fucking couple of COVID babies going around that way. <laughs> oh, mate, there's plenty. Yeah. Hey, watch, wait for the, the rash of babies in another couple yeah. of months. Nah, hey, uh, this one's from Dan O'Connell. Uh, both of you guys. And Smithy, I think you can chip in here too, mate. He wants to know who would win in a hypothetical punch on between Gabby and Italo? Ooh. Oh, hypothetical uh, fisty cuffs. I mean, it's more likely to go to the ground in Brazil, isn't it? <laughs> well, well said. I reckon Italo's got him. Well, he does post a lot of training videos. I reckon. Uh, I just yeah, I just reckon Italo would go for longer. He'd just <laughs> kind of like get punched down, but he'd still keep going. Like Gabby has like one, two coffees with seven sugars, but Italo has seven coffees with seven sugars. <laughs> 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 Give it to Italo. Way down among Brazilians, coffee beans grow by the billions. So they've got to find those extra cups to fill. They've got an awful lot of coffee in Brazil. He's a mad coffee head, isn't he? Oh, he's he coffee just, head. He's a bean, f- he's a bean fiend, is he? He does. What about, uh, I mean, what do you make of their rivalry? I mean, has I feel like Medina has a, a kind of aura about him with a lot of athletes, but it just does not work on Italo. You feel like Medina's almost shrinking uh, in heats and, you know, in that title race against Italo at the end of last year, it felt like he just shrunk, whereas usually, you know, he grows an extra foot. What do you yeah. reckon? Yeah, I reckon for sure. Like, Italo just, there was something there that just, it, his passion was just like fucking overriding everything that was around him and including like all of Medina's fans and, I mean, I wasn't there. You were, you were, you were, were you there? Yeah. 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 I, but my, my take on it was that like, I feel like Italo represents the, you know, working, working class Brazil, like just underdog type deal coming mm, into that. Mm, mm. That's what it I and, felt like. And I felt like absolute love Gabby and wanted him to get the win, but there was an underdog energy with with um, Italo mm. and he just like come up and triumphed against what, you know, mm. Gabby's the Brazilian king. The, and Gabby you know, doesn't let his emotion out a lot of the time either. You know, you're like for Italo, it's just, it's just fizzing out of him constantly. And, and Gabby can kind of keep a pretty icy demeanor until the moments when he really wants to let it out. Yeah. I think Italo was just an absolute constant, constant at Gabby. Mm. Like every morning I was watching it right there at Pipe. Every morning, Gabby, uh, every morning, Italo would be out there first thing. And then every time Gabby paddled out, Italo would paddle out again. And it was just like, I, wow, I, just like, fully chest braining him. Oh, I, I love I it. Swear oh, to I God, love it. It was the absolute most horrible day. And Gabby would just be, you know, trotting off down for a surf. And then, like, they'd have to go past the Billabong house, and Italo would just go, Chow. <laughs> straight, down, straight down every time yeah it was no classic. way yeah. that is classic and you, you feel that like you know there's so much desperation that comes out of brazilian surfing you know that's a huge driving force they'll tell it to you you know when you run into them in indo and whatever they're like i'm from fucking brazil motherfucker like you don't know what it's like there and shit and it's like yeah yeah you're right i'll uh have, have the wave mate go on help yourself um but uh i guess like when medina's up against another brazilian 
that now the desperation is is even if anything and as you said you know Italo's kind of the the working class mongrel in that in that dynamic which mm. Medina I feel like was uh you know waving in front of everyone's face for a good few years mm. there mm. Oh, I sure. I totally agree. That's what I that's what I felt like, and that's what I feel about their rivalry. That's what, I, and I think that's that's the um, that's that's my take on it. So, uh, in short, Italo would cave his fucking head in if it went to the ground. I think is the uh, <laughs> conclusion of that. Let's hope it never does. We don't want to see any more heads caved in, Vaughn. It's you been enough what? caved for eternity, in my opinion. Good call. Carry on. Uh, what about this one from Darcy Crump, Avalon's finest? Talented, goofy footed. I don't know if you guys know him, but he's, uh, yeah. he's a legend. Uh, he said, if Gath came forth and offered you a pro model helmet, would you ask for scullet hair out the back of it? Much like this. <laughs> Look, exactly. Look, imagine if, if you get the Gath, but it comes with it comes with a free comes with like a, a scullet oh, I love out the back. That. Signature signature mullet on the Gath. That's huge. I, oh no, he said. <laughs> so I, I just, well played, Darcy. I just guess the end of that. It actually doesn't say that. It says, what would be your colour? And name for the model. <laughs> well, we, well, we know it's the scullet for sure. So at my, I got married recently. And my, my best man brought a uh, gaff to the wedding, and in his wedding speech, he glued uh, glued this pretty much. He did to the base of the base of the helmet. So base it's done. of the helmet, and and said, <laughs> "Oh, like I know you're worried about losing your hair and whatnot, but like got you covered for life." Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Whacked on me, on me head. That's amazing. <laughs> so, oh wow. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, if they come out with a signature series of that, I feel like I'm 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 already there. Like it just be it just be like a painted on like like nice head of hair, right? <laughs> on top, just like, from here down. Yeah. Though. <laughs> I, I've got a question for you. I mean, do these things even fucking work? Like, has anyone done any scientific <laughs> testing on them, or have we just just all trusted our future cognitive function to some guy called Tony uh, living in the <laughs> sticks of West Oz making fucking plastic Mate, helmets in his backyard. I, you know, he's done a great job mm. and doing, doing the surf world a, a great service. I have emailed and put, put myself out there to different places to come up with, you know, a helmet that's hopefully – you know, got some science and got different, like, uh, this does have that as well, by the way. It's just, um, I just was trying to look at, there's a lot of different helmets out there these days mm. with gel inserts and different things mm. that spread the impact mm. of, um, of, a, of a, you know, a blunt force trauma, that mm. is. Um, so I, but yeah, no, nothing, nothing come back. Nothing no, comes, nothing no tops the gaff, so, Smitty. So nothing tops the gaff. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I think off, spiritually, just gaffs off to him. The, the chambers we've seen gaths travel through. Well, well punned. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the chambers we've seen gaths move through over the years. I mm. mean, there, there's something just spiritually connected to the uh, the Almighty. Talk about, I mean, Garrett McNamara's uh, reggae flag covered gaff with the oh, visor at Chopes. Liam, sorry. Liam, yeah, of Iconic, course. iconic yeah, stairs. Yeah, yeah, Tom Carroll, uh, all, all the, the great pipe moments of mm. these rock and gath. And, yeah. and now you've, you've added to that legacy, yo. Mate, I'm a big believer of the gaffs. Um, did Sally Fitz have I, one when she won she that did. Fiji? When she, yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she, she put one on. Yeah, she, she did. She burst the eardrum. Yeah. Yeah. So why isn't everyone wearing these things? Mm. I whack one on out of snapper just purely to headbutt people. <laughs> <laughs> and there's actually a couple of new models, as you mentioned, and I think we'll, we'll, we'll flash one up for the, the viewers on the YouTube series. Uh, this is uh, one Simon Law had down at our Tsunami Surf Shop there in Merriweather, the Core Lord 90s Tour Veteran. And, you know, we were talking about the... You know, whether you could 
perhaps wear a, a football headgear a la Steve Menzies' mm. Albion kind of make. Oh, and yeah, it's exactly so what's happened. They've uh, produced a, basically a rugby league headgear that's uh, waterproof and suitable for. Well, I mean, water drains out of it, yeah. Wow. Anyway. I'm cool. a big fan of these things, eh? Like, and like, people know, like, oh, what if they catch water and this and that? Like, good. It slow you down from spinning so fast mm. when you're getting those. So for me, I believe this works in two ways. Your brain's always picking up where you are in space and time, but you've got a helmet on, so you're always feeling like you know where you are mm. because you're getting constant feedback through it. Whereas when you're spinning through the water rapidly, like you kind of just go, where am I? Mm. Whereas you've got the helmet on. And also it catches water, so it slows that process down. So I reckon they're... Very interesting. Do they fill up with water? They do. If yeah. you like, you come up from there and then all the water will drain out. Uh, we've got a question here from Jackson McIntyre. He says, big Q for the big O. Do you wear the gath helmet on the old fella when you tuck in for a medieval wrestle? <laughs> what does he mean by that? I have no idea. Moving along. Uh, uh, what about this one? This is, this is a good <laughs> sounds, one. Sounds fun. Fellas, uh, it's completely random, but uh, this is from Dan Pikel, and he wants to know what's the best pie you've eaten on the Pacific Highway? Oh, Good question. Well, did you ever tap into the uh, the crocodile Wardell. pie at Freddo's there at the mid-north coast? You must have eaten a couple of them. Oh, I love Freddo's, mate. Crocodile pie and uh, emu pie. They've got a few What's other What's the go with the crocodile pie? What is crocodile as a meat? Uh, it's pretty gamey. It's pretty... Mm. Yeah, it's got is a it weird flavour. Is it a white flavor. meat or is it a red yeah, it's meat? Kind it's kind of white. Like fish or it chicken. is kind of whitey. It's, uh, I don't know. It's but a tough chicken, eh? It's kind of a... Uh, yeah. I think... Oh, you've tapped uh, into a crocodile pie too? Yeah. Not my favourite. No, it's not good. What was your ideal pie? Hayden's pies. Hayden's or Wardell. Oh. Yeah. Hayden's Wardell. pie, Aladala's finest. Oh, Great yeah. selections. Yeah. Too bad they're on opposite sides of the coast, but yeah. Mm. What's your, what's your selection from Hayden's versus uh, Wardell? Uh, potato pie for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, like a curry beef or something. I don't know. They're all oh, I'll just put on the high vis and get me pepper steak and me uh, yeah. iced coffee. And oh, the duck and mushroom for the day, yeah. <laughs> Steak, bacon and cheese. The duck and mushroom good. from uh, Wardell Pie Shop is an absolute delicacy. Uh, we have a question here from Rambo Estrada, New Zealand-based photographer from Mount Manganui. His question for Owen is, if the Wright family never had a single injury between them, how many world titles would be on the mantle? Hmm. Don't know <laughs> if they didn't have an injury. Yeah, no injuries. Oh, clean bill. Probably the exact same right now. <laughs> what about Mikey? How's he doing? How's his uh? He's going. He's going Gary good. Jack, right? Yeah, he had a bad, bad back there for a bit. Um, I think he's come good, eh? So yeah, he's obviously we kind of didn't really get to see him fire up because nah. the whole thing stopped. Very sad about that here on the uh, yeah here on the program. He's our yeah. spirit. Animal. I think most of Australia was pretty sad about that. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and the, that whole face off with Leo. Oh, it was good. That was yeah. that was oh, great. Oh, that, yes, there's yes, a question in here. I don't I don't have it with me the exact wording, but um, there, there was a couple of questions about uh, a few of Mikey's beefs and, and whether you were going to uh, step in as the big bro and uh, sort of start injecting yourself into a few of them. Uh, the Jesse Mendes one in particular. I know there was one there where it was like, where was Owen? Where's Owen going to come in and start throwing his muscle around for the young fella? <laughs> Where was I? Do you? Uh, Do you get involved in uh, Mikey's beefs? Oh, I, I, I hear about them, but <laughs> <laughs> I secretly applaud him. But, like, you know, he's, he's his own man. He can deal with what he's, you know, he's, that's him. So 
Uh, like I'm, I'm removed from him. So I love to what see you like throw them at. What was he <laughs> Get in there and just like a big old inflatable tube man, just like. <laughs> what was he like growing up? Did you, did you guys have a few, have a few uh, bust ups? I mean, was he, uh, was he a mild mannered kid uh, meditating and eating his peas, or was he just fucking throwing the plate at the wall? What was he? Uh... <laughs> throw the plate at the wall. He's one of them yeah. guys. Yeah, he's he's going for it. Like mm. he goes pretty hard. Mm, does doesn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, good on him. Like. I never, I've never been in the in the between any of those. But I had my own scuffles when I first was on tour. So, mm. I, yeah, that's part of it. You come up and shake some feathers, and you know, turn a few heads. Someone's not going to like it, mm. and and that's their problem. I like that. One here from Tube Lord Smithy. Uh, it's a question for Owen. It's, it's covering sort of similar ground to where we've been already. But he says, uh, "What is the White Walkers' price to run the scullet for the duration of the next WSL season?" Whenever that may be. I'm currently rattling a bucket of coins outside the local supermarket, fundraising for the unnamed price. Come on, Big O. <laughs> Name your price. Do it for the Swellians. All right. It's a good well, question. If, you, well, if, 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 if the tide starts going out up top a little right. too quickly, yeah, yeah. are you going to leave the party out back or are you just going to shave down? So what are they asking? Are they want to put a skeleton on my helmet or they want no, to No, no. This is, this is actually like, like get, can you just shave, shave down? Shave the in. Leave the back. <laughs> Party time all year. It's a raw look. I was driving through our main oh, street wardell yesterday and I saw a ripper. Balda has a few too. Back. You've got a fair few skeletons on file. We can we can chuck up on screen. Has it? Magic. <laughs> yeah. Oh jeez. Um, you know, my one biggest concern is that that goes. It may not come back. Like the shave, you know. But that's probably part of the. It never comes back, mate. Trust me. <laughs> if it does come back, it comes back like you get little patches of koala fur that just you look like. <laughs> I've just said it before. You look like a toffee apple dropped in a barbershop. It's just main city. You but know, the price of that, you're going to have to discuss that with my wife. I was hoping yeah. that, I was hoping that the Olympics, mate, I was hoping you would walk out flag bearer. Scullet. Scullet. Oh, that would be huge, Ice mate. Man. High vis. Oh. High vis. Uh, rashy on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Holding be... the flag, but it's we'll just you know superimpose a yeah. White Walker spear. Some dragon speed dealers. <laughs> There'll fly be the tears Aussie flag of pride in, in every pub across this land. Yeah, mate. Can of V in the other <laughs> would have been amazing. Now, I think it has to be. Uh, you know, when I'm on tour, it has to happen. It has to happen at one. Yeah, at I think stage, so, mate. You know? I, 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 have look... to, I have to get to that stage and go. All right, it's time. It's 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 happening. Well, the great Luke Hitchings, Bronte's finest, uh, in his last ever heat. Uh, I think the night before he lost a. Game of tennis or something with he Jake ran the Sipowitz, didn't he? The Lieutenant Sipowitz. Yeah, he, he had to shave an actual like uh, teacher's bald spot. So he had all the hair around the side and the back, but just that classic bald bit on top with a moustache. Oh. And he got a 10 out of back door. Oh. Went rocking it. <laughs> Purely because of Unbelievable. that. Unbelievable. Unbelievable story. Yeah. Um, it's a good luck thing. Got one here from Shane Arthur Stevens. When will we see an Owen versus Mikey versus Tyler showdown at a wave of mortal coniquence? I'm thinking Nalu, a nearby right, not too far from uh, there, not to be named, or somewhere like Chopu would be one for the ages. The three of you going cone for cone. Yeah, let's do it. That's sick. I um, hopefully, yeah, see if we get get back up and once that gets going, maybe we try and organise that. Yeah, like little, like, little maybe even a little uh, swelly and Aussie Aussie Ooh. Aussie. You know, Aussie surfing family mm. heat. And Love the idea of that. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'll rip the gator bug out and get on the mic. Maybe we do it and then we like have the commentary over it later. Mm. And where where would you do Down it? With you that? Oh, 
I'm picking Chopes. Uh, well, I guess the women's... Is the women's tour going back there? Yeah, why someone? not? Yeah, right. They're I going mean, back there. Look. They are, right? They're, they're signing up. Wow. They're isn't that it. radical? Yeah. Are, they, are they loving it, though? Oh, I don't know, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's definitely some guys on tour that, you know, it's not, it's not love, but that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's in, out, in, out. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boys, uh, here's another one for you guys. Uh do you travel with coaches? Are you still on uh, Team Micro? And are you working with anyone at the moment, Connor? No, no. I was working with Louis, but not anymore. No, no. Snake Tails, he's just retired um, to work. I think he's in a sun cream business now, Smithy. Anyway, uh, who do you think will be the next super coach? Our coach is here to stay as part of our professional surfing. Mm. Um, that question was from Pitchfork two two two. By the way. Remember now who's actually doing well. Snake Tails actually chipped in on this. He said, uh, my mate Chom is taking over, so I think he's uh, oh, talking Tommy about Wits, yeah. Tommy oh, yeah. Wits, uh, yep. Stace Galbraith, he's Stace still Galbraith. coaching, doing a good job. And um, Glenn's still coaching, Glenn Hall. I'm not working with Glenn anymore, but um, he's still coaching. Tyler's still, still Tyler's still Glenn, and yep. um, Molly Picklam, uh, yeah, really, he's, he's still got a solid team, really yeah. good team, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't I know, I think Louis's working with Snips. um. Julian Snips, Wilson, yeah. Yeah. Brett yeah. Simpson. What do you think? Is it is it something that you helped your career along and came at a good time when you had them or is it something that you sort of have learned sort of isn't what you need at this stage in your career? Oh, I think it's exactly what you said. There's like stages in your career. I think there's mm-hmm. times you need it, times you don't. Times you need your own space, times you, you know, you, you got to bend and flow with that and I found that for sure in my mm-hmm. career. Mick's a good example of someone who who sort of went through phases with different people, isn't he? He, he had uh, Phil with him for quite a while. And then uh, what was – did he have anyone in his corner for the, the third world title? Um, I think he had uh, Nam. Right. Does that ring a – Hey, here's one for you, Smivy. Mm. This is from uh, Jared Banfrey or Banfrey. He says, if ain't that swell turned into a cashed-up corporate money-making machine and we had to sponsor four current CT servers, who would you choose and why? Well, uh, since the Big O's been kind enough to bless us with his presence, I'd have to go with him and his brother, Mikey, for mm. starters. And I mean, Tyler's the only world champ in the family, so you can't go past her. Uh, <laughs> and uh, beyond that, um, yeah, man, I'd have to say I really love uh, Idolo Ferreira's energy. Mm. I reckon it's massive, like just a real classic, gritty, compassionate, kind, humble Working class, yeah. just fucking underdog. Well, yeah, just ripping in. Yeah. I've got four surfers for you, mate. I've yeah, got, uh, cool. I've got Connor, because he's basically part of the family now. <laughs> two, two episodes. Yeah. You're basically part of the crew. Uh, Morgan Siblick, my new favourite surfer yeah, on yeah. earth, best bloke ever. And then um, Mikey, of course, and Wade Carmichael, the spirit animals, oh, mate. The that, oh, what about that for a team? That is, that's that's huge. a good solid, solid team, team solid. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. good characters <laughs> nice too. Work. You know. Uh, what about you guys? If you if you guys were running uh, running, you had to sponsor one sort of up and coming pro junior that you've seen the likes of. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm loving um, I'm loving the energy and and performance of Molly Picklin. Where's she from? Uh, Shelley Beach. She's a really good surfer. Mm. Um, but <laughs> Summer, what about uh, Summer Longbottom? Oh, daughter of dad. Uh, daughter of. Jeez, what's Dylan? She's Dylan, whip- yeah, yeah. niece in. of dad's. She, uh, she was whipping into it the other day. Oh my yeah. god, she's a serious Lacone and wow. uh, the Cape there. How old is she? Like 
13, 14. I don't know, mate, but that's know. some serious energy to be throwing yourself over the ledge on. Yeah, that's how, that's where the sport's going, like, especially with women. They're Any groms, right? guys? Well, actually, Any uh, groms you're into? Um, you like I got one. His name's Jarvis Earl. Oh, I love his yeah. surfing. He's really yeah, good. Just, yeah, he's a good little kid, and he's yeah. he's gonna he's gonna go somewhere for sure. And he's from Canal, so I might as well go. Saw him, saw him well. do uh, get a, a wave at the Rusty Gromfest last year, and just do the coolest lines on it, man. Yeah. Full, you would have been proud, eh, too, man. It was real drivey, fast, yeah. solid surfing without. Yeah, I'm sure he's got all the flashy bits too, but I was pretty yeah. pumped on that. Shout out to uh, Grayson Hendricks too, Scum Valley's finest under 16 ISA world champion and the inner city Mark Healy just spearing kingfishers, stopping by for a quick espresso on the way home. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what a mania. Uh, Olympics, guys. Just before, I think we'll wrap it in a sec, but uh, so are uh, you were pretty disappointed that it's been pushed back? Yeah. Uh, the first ever Australian surfing Olympian, along with Julian, Sally, and Steph. What's going on? What's the news? Next year, 2021. Um, I think they're still calling it the 2020 Tokyo Olympic Games. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a bit odd. Well, you got to call <laughs> odd, it something. Odd times, eh? So yeah. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, like, I was super bummed, eh? Like, just, uh, I felt like that was like a real, like, Yes, like, yeah. come on, like, you were a bit down and out. Like, I felt like I was a bit down and out, like, it was a bit of a battle four years with the with coming back and everything. Mm. And, um, and then, yeah, like, getting that qualifying spot, I just, I just felt so pumped on that. Hey, and then when it just, like, oh, no, you're not going, I was like, <laughs> what are you looking forward to most about that Olympic experience? It's getting his dick looked at by drug testers for oh, sure. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You'd think so. Well, that's one of the. One of the upsides, but <laughs> nah, the opening ceremony, mate, that would, that for sure was yeah. like, uh, like, and Japan's culture mm. would, that their open ceremony would be so sick. So I was really looking forward to that and just meeting all the other, other Aussies and, you know, getting that team spirit mm. getting that, like, you know, like, yeah, we're really doing this for Oz, Oz and, you know, just ready to smash it. Favorite event? Like, other than surfing, that you'd like to go and have a squiz up? Like that one? No, like what would you like to go and see over there? Uh, what event? Um, oh, anything, eh? Like I'll just be, be probably, I don't know, what, swimming. Uh, definitely swimming. Mm. Like, yeah, how do you go in the pool? Yeah, not bad. You're a big rig. You got the... Uh, <laughs> You got the frame for it. Not pretty much, pretty much, just dive in and touch the other end. I just, I've always wanted to, do, I've always wanted to know what it'd be like for you know a pack of surfers to get into that Olympic village because apparently after four years of like hardcore training, you're getting up in the dark, you're getting home after dark, you've eaten nothing, you just you've primed your body into this weapon of a thing, and then uh, the, after your race and you've come last. <laughs> what are you going to do? do you, you I'll tell you, there's a couple Olympic of tanger eggs going around. You know mate. what I'm talking about. We're talking like industrial it's amounts of It's meant to be the biggest. <laughs> Not a tanger egg. You, you know yeah, what a tanger egg yeah. is. Yeah. Olympic villages are meant to be the biggest party zones on earth. I've always wondered how surfers are. Like, well, we'll get in there and go, all right, everyone sit down. This is how it's done. Or would we get in there and go, holy fuck, the swimmers are off their heads. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> What would it be, Smithy? Oh, Mick Phelps on the fucking on <laughs> yeah, the Hong Kong's ripping a couple. Imagine the size of the cones, Mick Phelps ribs. <laughs> Lungs on him. Okay, uh, I, I think they'd show they're so like finely highly strung. 
I reckon mm. the surfers would take a full back seat. Yeah, they would, Love wouldn't they? Like, <laughs> right, Smitty. It's been great. It has been wonderful. Thanks very much, boys, for coming in. Uh, Thank you. Best, best Australian winter you guys can remember? Yep. Yeah, for sure. Can't really yeah. pick another, pick a better one, that's yeah. for sure. No. Non-stop still coming. Mm. Yeah, I'll get back out there, lads. Yeah. Love it to have you on, and Smitty. Wonderful to have another F in the bag. Up the Swellians. Mm. Mad. Up the Swellians. You beauty. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I mean, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You're kidding me. You're kidding me. You're kidding me, right? Are you kidding me? This guy, are you kidding me? 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 You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You just gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Oh, you gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me. 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 You got to be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me, right? You gotta be kidding me. What? You gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Come on, you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You kidding me, right? Are you kidding me? You kidding me. You kidding me? Are 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 you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You fucking kidding me? Are 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 you fucking kidding me? You're not fucking kidding me. Are you fucking kidding me?